With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Alan for Window Nation. So it's March. It's a critical time. You know, not quite winter, not yet spring, but a great time to check the integrity of your windows under all kinds of inclement weather. If any of the windows in your home cracked, maybe they leak, maybe they won't open or they won't stay open. Time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, They'll give you two for free. Want to redo your whole home with Window Nation Windows? They'll throw in Cavs tickets for you, too. Even better, you pay them nothing for two years. Nothing down, no monthly, 0% interest. WindowNation.com, the best place to start, or call them. Give them my name, 866-90-NATION. Your Window Nation Windows could be expertly installed in a day or less. They come with a lifetime warranty, and you can join the thousands of other homeowners, including Casa Cox, who've trusted Window Nation for their homes. Window Nation will give you two windows for every two you buy and no payments for 24 months. Do that whole house. Get those Cavs tickets in there as well. 866-90-NATION. A call. Say Alan Cox told me all about it. Or go to windownation.com. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Funny things that you think funny aren't funny. Give me talks all the time. I want talks all over me. The Alan Cox show kicks ass, man. Welcome, welcome. Good afternoon. I'm Alan Cox. Thanks for being here. Closing in on the end of our year. Let's do it. Say hi to Bill Squire. He's right over there. Hey, creepy hugs, everyone. Thanks for listening to and watching this episode of The Alan Cox Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share a cold one with the boys and turn on the live stream as well. Yeah, I did do that. <laughs> that is going? Oh, okay. yeah. That's going. All right. I'm back here and it looks like it, it's going. I'm getting levels. Stop streaming is my only option right now. Okay. Yeah. Pound Cake is back in Studio G. Afternoon, my people. And if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. 216-578-1007. Must send a text. I'll see those. 35192. Number to text. Alan, I was wondering on that whole Mormon devil water thing, is it just natural bodies of water or pools and hot tubs too? Well, it was more natural bodies, but we weren't allowed to go swimming in any case, so we thought of it as everything. But once again, I want to point out that was an actual Mormon doctrine that was like a myth that was being passed around. Hmm. So I, the devil has dominion over the water. Yeah, over yeah. the seas. God, seas. <laughs> I see what happened. There's a sometimes it doubles up the oh, live okay. stream, and there'll there'll be a new one that's going. And 
That's going now. So right, I'll beautiful. fix it real quick, and it's no problem. All right. Steve is our bureau chief there in South Jersey, one of a couple of them. Yeah, I see, yeah you were at Mary's show last night, I saw. I was, and I have to admit, she slayed it. Yeah, she's not here today, uh, but um, I'm sure we'll get the rundown uh, when she's back on Thursday. But I'm, 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 I will not give any secrets away because she did an awesome show. I will let her tell her stories, but I just want to let you guys know that she absolutely killed it last night. She was funny, engaging, had a blast. Being there is great. She's an incredible comic. But I didn't realize there were going to be secrets. He said he didn't want to well, give away any I secrets. Mean, well, I don't want to give anything away that she did because I know it was a live taping for her show. I so see. I didn't want to. Right. Well, I will not give anything away. Right. Any of that, but Let I me guess. My dad's dad. Laugh. Laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. There you go. Uh, Mary shot her uh, special last night in Philadelphia. I think her mom went out to see her. I was really close to driving out there and surprising her. Why didn't you go? I just that's a, that's a it's long, just a long drive, drive and then well that's why the surprise would have been so enjoyable. What is that? Eight hours? Yeah, about, about that. Yeah, about eight hours. Wow. And yeah, then eight hours back because I don't want to miss the show on Monday. Yeah, and I also had a lot of other stuff going on, so it's just you know, part of me wanted to do it, but then I was like, ah, <laughs> nah, I heard it. I heard it. I know, it's, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> she'll be, she'll need me there. She will still do yeah. whatever show she's gonna do, whether or not you're there. I just wanted to be there. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you'll get to see it along with everyone else. I know. I'm excited. You yeah. said it's uh, coming out in the spring. There you go. In the spring. Rebirth. Springtime. All that crap. What? Did somebody else just come out with a comedy special? Nobody I know. Oh, you mean Steve Bernie's going to be on tomorrow? Hey, there you go. That's the one I was talking about. The headliner for the 10th, an the 10th annual and last so far Alan Cox Show comedy tour. No, yours came out. Yeah, mine's out. It's called Nothing But BS. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what it was called? Yeah, Pure BS. Pure, B that's pure e BS. That's even more economical. I like that yeah. a lot more. Today is our last live Monday of the year. And I uh, checked my calendar, and I can confirm that tomorrow will be our last live Tuesday of the year. Hmm. And if you sense a pattern forming, uh, you're right. Saturday is my own. Oh. Almost my last live day on the planet of the year. Uh, this past Saturday? Yeah. You almost got killed? Uh, I mean, I wasn't that close to dying, but I uh, almost set my kitchen on fire. What did you do? So I am dyslexic. And my girlfriend was did watching me this? cook something. I've talked about it a few yeah, times. Yeah, he, he's said it a couple times, yeah. maybe in like passing. But he wasn't listening to the show, Pound Cake. Uh, and my girlfriend saw me cooking something the other night. And she saw how, like, I'm, like, drawing lines from the burner, like, the switch to the burner because I have a very hard time with that. Those little dots that signify where things go on the stove do nothing for me because they immediately get switched around in my head. So Saturday, I was cooking some mac and cheese. I, and I didn't do my normal process of lining up the burner, making sure the right one is on that I turned on. And I turn on the burner, I put the water on, but I had the wrong, the water on the wrong burner. And on the burner that was on, there was a glass uh, container of cayenne pepper. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And 
I, you know. Glass container yeah. of cayenne pepper. I have like little cute containers for my spices. Oh. Or little spice rack, you know. All, all right. They're all matching and stuff like uh-huh. that. A cute spice rack. What yeah. every bachelor needs. Uh-huh. And I am, I, I turn on the thing and I'm like, I'm also slow roasting some ribs at the time. And it's getting real smelly in the house. And I get up to go to the bathroom and I go to check to see if the water's boiling. And I notice the water's not boiling at all. But there is smoke coming out of the cayenne pepper bottle. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. It was all burnt up at the bottom. Uh And there was white smoke. It it smelled like pepper spray all in my apartment. It Uh was bad. And it was, if I had got there even a moment or two later, I think it your kitchen would have been on fire. It would have bur- burst into flames. Yeah, wow. like it was very and, close and to catching window, on fire. Your windows and your like front, like in your living room, those don't open, do they? They have little ones on the sides that open, and then but in the kitchen, there's a window that opens pretty okay. big, and uh, there's like a fan, and there's ventilation and stuff. So, okay. the, so I got the bad. smell out of there pretty quick, but it's just one of those things where if I hadn't gotten up and noticed that, I it. it could have become a fire and become a real problem. I cannot Oof. tell you how annoying that is. Like when I was in college and people would just set off the smoke alarm for stupid stuff. Just stuff that you know you're not supposed to do. Like, you know you're not supposed to have a George Foreman grill. You you know you're not supposed to be making it like light and blunts on the George Foreman grill. And they, you know, they, stuff <laughs> that you know. I don't know how you would light a blunt on a George Foreman grill, but no, I want to see that. Just like they will improvise. They will insert stupid thing yeah. and then do stupid thing on George Foreman grill. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sick of getting up at 3 a.m. because someone comes back drunk and wants to act stupid. Like it would happen whenever I'm at least those were people setting off the fire alarm organically. We used to have during like reading week and finals and stuff. You just have people pulling the alarm all the time and you had to leave the dorm every time they did it. So you're standing out there at three in the morning or you get a fine. I never bought that. I'm like, dude, I have never heard of now. That's because they say everyone gets out. But I have never heard of anyone getting fined because they stayed inside. Oh, I knew people that got fined. Really? Oh, yeah. So and freshman year, freshman year, for whatever reason, the door to my dorm room, I lived at the end of this hallway, and my door, if you locked it, uh, the RA key wouldn't work, and I don't know why. So everyone at my end of the dorm would pile into my room for one of those smoke alarms. Yeah, luckily the smoke alarm didn't go off because there was only a little bit of smoke coming out because it had a sealed lid on it, mm-hmm. uh, but it was like it's like a rubber like suction cup almost like lid and it melted to the glass has so. it ruined you on cayenne pepper uh no i think pepper spray when i actually got pepper spray did way more to ruin cayenne pepper for me <laughs> than actual yeah what happened on gotcha. saturday it just more, more reminded me that like hey you got to be careful because you are dyslexic like you mix stuff up like that all the time and i was in a rush and i i just did something stupid. I didn't huh. know that was a dyslexic trait. I thought that was just you You see numbers and shapes different. Well, that's the thing. The shapes are what is what you I'm seeing different. the back of the stove. Yeah, yeah. So when I look at the, the, you know, how they have the dots on yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I always mix them up. I guess from I which, yeah, which burner they're going to go on it. And maybe that's not, maybe that is just straight stupidity. I'm pretty sure it has to do with my dyslexia, but it's also one of the reasons I am not 
He paperwork guy. Yeah, just chalk it up to whatever, you know, whatever, whatever arrow you got in your quiver. Mm-hmm. I'm really afraid of having like a countertop stove. Like, I'm just afraid I'll set my afraid hand of on having it. having a countertop stove. Yeah. Those a little countertop flat, stove? You mean like the, a the, the hot little, plate? Well, yeah, like the flat ones that just look, it, it, there's no stove attached. It's just like the burners. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Like in a fancy house where it's just like flat. I was like, wow, those people got to be really disciplined because I would just smack down. Like, you know what? I'm sick of this. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. A countertop stove? He's talking about where like it's smooth with the whole counter. And they'll have... Oh, counter level. Yeah, counter level. Oh, like, and it's, it, it like blends in with the rest of the look of the oh, counter. I see. Alan Cox. He's been asked to leave on multiple occasions. Get out! He does that whole... Cavaliers coming off a win on Saturday. Cavs will play tonight around about a four-day road trip. Playing the Spurs tonight, 8.30 in San Antonio. Who's that, David Robinson? I couldn't name you one current Spurs player. I don't Tim Duncan. Think, I don't think I could either, though. There was one guy. Manu Ginobili. Does he still play for them? Nope. Hmm. All right, then. Spurs starting five. Josh Primo. Devin Vassell. Jacob Poltel. Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. Doug McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, there up you with go. the Spurs right now. Well, there you go. Cavs Spurs tonight, 8.30 p.m. here on WMMS and on the iHeartRadio app. Listen wherever you like. Hey, Chris, out in Warren. Hey, how's it going, Alan? What's up, man? Thank you, sir. Hey, breaking news. Ooh, ooh, I love breaking news. Yeah. So on Saturday, Grandma went to join Grandpa from Grandpa's Cheese Barn. They died within days of each other. Really? Oh, my goodness. We mentioned, yeah, that... Grandpa from Grandpa, the namesake of Grandpa's Cheese Barn. He was 93. I assume that he probably didn't have much to do with the day-to-day operations anymore. But uh, how do you, yeah. how do you know this? Do you know the family, or did you read it, or what? No, I uh, read it. Wow. Uh, had, had released it on uh, Saturday morning. My wife started going, oh, these people died, you know, within days of each other, 73 years of marriage or whatever, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, just so you know, Grandpa died. And she's like, yeah, this is who it is. I'm like, oh, okay. So, wow. Well, and you know what, though? People uh, people love these kinds of stories in in a not morbid way because they always go, they just couldn't stand and not be with each other. And they couldn't, you know, I mean, they're in their 90s. I mean, something's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Thank you, you, Chris. Thank you, pal. I appreciate it drove past Grandpa's Cheese Barn on Saturday or Friday because I was doing a show in Columbus and it was closed by the time I got there but we poured out some cheese curds for him. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> some melted nacho cheese mm-hmm. for Grandpa and Gra- Vera Balm, the grandma, uh, to uh, Grandpa's Cheese Barn uh, died on Saturday, just two days after her husband. So, breaking news on this show, but I, apparently... Double lot, funeral! <laughs> people, they had just celebrated 73 years of marriage on December the 4th, 73 years of marriage. That's wild. Mowage. 
Oh wow. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's... Uh, they had long lives. It sounds like they, you know, they had a pretty successful business. Right. Say, what age They're did beloved, they get like, Well, they were in their 90s, so late teens or late no 20s. Way to know. There is no way to know. I mean, you got people in their 90s, you know, who've been married for 80 years. And you're like, ew. <laughs> they got married, really? <laughs> I guess I never thought of that. Yeah. It was a very different time. You know, if you were 15 and didn't have three kids, you were an old maid. My back parents in the- signed their parental rights away. There wasn't even a thing. A parental rights. Yeah. Honey, we need a new goat for the farm. You're marrying this kid. My parents just hit 46 years married. That's Congratulations. Yeah. My parents had it is their... A, considering how hard both of them are to be around. <laughs> but they, they fit each other like a, yeah. like a glove. Yeah, my parents hit 50 in, uh, they would have had their, this past August would have been their 52nd, 53rd wedding anniversary, I think. But yeah, pretty wild. Wild. To be married uh, that long to anyone. So anyway, uh, uh, Grandma and Grandpa from Grandpa's Cheese Barn uh, both died within a couple days of each other. They met in 1949 when he was a meat cutter yeah. in the back of a grocery store. And he noticed the charming checkout girl out front. Mm. I wonder if this is one of those things where he's like, and I just didn't leave her alone until she decided <laughs> to marry me. Those, you old, know, those old problematic romances that, like, it sounds cute. For back in the day, but yeah. they go, huh, it actually just sounds like there was harassment. Well, <laughs> they might sound weird in modern terms, you know, but you have to take everything in the time in which it happened. And yeah. in 1949, it was perfectly normal for a guy to harass a woman into marriage. <laughs> uh, if that, I'm not saying that's what happened here. But I wouldn't say sense. harass into marriage. Wait for her to settle. <laughs> there you go. I looked around and I, I mean, he was a good looking guy. He was the guy. best meat cutter in the whole grocery store. In the store. whole county. People and used to come far and wide to watch him cut meat. And he told me about his big cheese dreams. Mm-hmm. To own a barn full of cheese. And I thought, I'll hitch my wagon to his star. Right. And when the cheese dreams come true, I've got gummy bear dreams of my own. And, and luckily, maybe we can expand the barns. Luckily, we lived such a life that he became a grandpa at 32 years old so he could open grandpa's cheese barn because dad's cheese barn just doesn't have the same no, ring. No, it does not have it. the same ring to it. Pawpaw's Papa, Papa's cheese barn. That sounds okay. I was talking about people becoming young grandparents over the weekend to somebody and I mentioned that my brother, my youngest brother became a grandfather at 39. And, uh... You know, I I wonder, I tell my older kids, I don't want to be a grandfather anytime soon, right? (laughs) My daughter's a freshman in college. Uh, My son is uh, just turned 22 a few days ago. I'm like, there's no rush to make me a grandfather. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. No rush at all. (laughs) Oh, she loves it. I, uh, while we're on the subject, and I... I hesitate to bring this up, but I will bring it up because I'm very candid with this audience. And um, I'll tell you about this, even though it's deeply embarrassing. (laughs) And um, I'm starting to think that maybe I'm not a great dad. You know, I've always prided myself. There are many things I'm not good at, right? uh, I wasn't taught empathy as a child growing up, so I'm not very good at that. Um, I think I'm a, 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 I think I'm a okay husband. Took me a long time to figure that out, but I think I'm, I'm there. 
But I've always prided myself on being a pretty good dad, right? I'm kind of 50% a garbage person in general, but I think I'm a pretty good dad. So my older daughter, who is at the College of Music at Michigan State University, she has her big holiday performance on Saturday night. And so Gwen and Nora and I are going to go. And we're going to go a little bit early so that we can have lunch with my daughter and my son. Since they both go to school there, I said, hey. This is last Saturday. This is this Saturday. Yep. A day before yesterday. Okay. Said, hey, um, let's meet for lunch a little bit beforehand. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So we leave here around nine in the morning. And even though we're going to be overnight, we're going to stay at my in-laws about 45 minutes away from campus so that the little one can see the grandparents. And so, you know, we're packing things and throwing, and I, I guess in the mix, I neglected, I'm trying to be a helpful guy. And so I say to Gwen, well, I'll pack Nora. Normally she would do that because she knows way better than I what uh, needs to be done. But I go, oh, I'll do it. I know what needs to be done. And I did okay. So we get all the way to the place we're going to have lunch in East Lansing, and we're getting out of the car, and Gwen goes, where's her coat? Let's put her coat on. It's very cold. <laughs> oh no! I forgot my daughter's coat. Uh, so now, mind you, if you've heard the story from years ago when she was a mere toddler, when it was just Nora and I going to see my family in Chicago, and uh, out of the blue, she says, "I have to pee, and I have to pee right now." I had to put there. We were nowhere near a rest stop. We pulled over to the side of the turnpike. And uh, she squatted on the side of the road. So everybody's having fun with that story because, you know, whatever. Semis racing by. And, um, Me and I, my honk. I forgot her coat. You're just dyslexic with the seasons. <laughs> so you thought she didn't need a coat. We're in a parking garage, and I go, how did I go? It's not possible that I forgot her coat. How could I have forgotten her coat? Or maybe I thought Gwen grabbed it. I don't know what. You guys what? have an attached garage, I imagine. Uh, at our house? Yeah. Yes. And that's where your car is parked, so... I could see how her running out and getting in the car, you could miss something like that. Well, but but it's I, also like I would have put it on her before she. Well, the car was the car was warmed up, mm -hmm. so her getting in with no coat not that big of a deal, right? But and that's why we, and that's why it wasn't that big of a deal, and that's why you didn't even think of it. I you're guess like, yeah, I I do I normally uh, I look you know, our trying to think of something to make you no, know, there's like nothing, no, yeah. no, no, there's nothing. You know what? To, you're you garbage. Know. You're garbage. <laughs> So you we, want your kid to freeze. Yeah. So we get there. And we know she gets cold, she gets sick. Yeah, we just right. had that whole yeah, thing. right. Mm -hmm. I know. Now she's just coming off something, so I don't think she's going to go right back into it. But And so we're in this parking garage that is right downtown East Lansing. So you can actually get into Target from this parking garage. And Gwen goes, you guys go get a table. I'll go find her a coat. Target. Okay. So my do older daughter and I go get a table. My son's going to meet us. Uh, Gwen and Orr show up about 25 minutes later. It, it's a college town Target. So there's not even a child's department. What? What? Like no college students about to have kids? It's not at Michigan State University. This ain't University of Tennessee Juco. I mean, so it's <laughs> okay. right there on the main drag in East Lansing. And it's like one of those small Targets that they squeeze in just so kids can like shop place, there. Yeah. It's like the size of a 7-Eleven. So... They, I'm, I'm sure, uh, kids' clothing is not the only, you know, um, missing. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, probably so she comes back. It's probably probably a pretty sparse clothing section for everyone. I've gone there. Sh I've gone yeah. shopping when we moved my older daughter in to just get some odds and ends, and it's literally like things college kids will need, mm -hmm. right? So they don't even have a kids' department. So uh, Nora shows up. They got her like a 
a, a an adult woman's ex extra small like hot pink sweatshirt. <laughs> this poor kid's walking around in this. And she doesn't care. She's like, this is great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. But it was a bright neon reminder of how I uh, failed again as a parental figure. And it's a small detail, I guess. But not real small detail because, you know, it's a 32-degree Michigan winter. Well, so I just forgot. To- where my messiness would have come in handy because even if we forgot a coat... Or a jacket. Yeah. When my kids were little, there was always another one in the back of the car or the trunk. Oh because yeah. They just always leave them in there. Yeah. And I wanted to come get them out, so there is chances that it would just be like, oh, okay, we got this one from a year ago. It might be a little small, but hey, it's in there. Yeah. Well, the only solace I took this time is that at least it wasn't by the side of the road. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a roadside situation. It was, you know, we got there. But I certainly felt like I had egg on my face. How was your daughter's musical? It was great. It was just it's it just was a concert, in, right? It was all in German. Yeah. Yeah. All in German. All in German. Well, was it, it for Kanye? It, it was it was Bach oratorios is what they were doing. And so they performed. There were four different choral groups. Hers was one. They had another one that was made of alumni. So there were a lot of like old guys and older women that were singing. My daughter's a soprano, so she's uh, on the high end there. Um it was a full orchestra. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, was, you know, those kinds of Christmas programs are great. When she was in high school and singing, it was all Christmas music, right? But Christmas. this kind of stuff, it's okay. But, I mean, this was like, yeah, it was all in German. And uh, so it's not like you understand. Such under- a beautiful language, too. Well, oh, it just rolls off the tongue. But, I mean, when you're singing Bach yeah. on the oratorios, uh, that's what it is. But So it's not like I understand what they're singing, but it sounded fantastic. So Does your... Son and daughter like going to the same college, or are they not even like a non-factor with each other? Like they barely run into each other. Um, it's a big school. I, I know that, but I'm saying, do they school. make a conscious effort to like hang out every so often, or no? I don't know about that. I mean, they got their own things going. I think they, I think they give each other some space. I mean, um, my daughter will be home for break. My son has an apartment, so he'll stay in Lansing. But no, I, I mean, I think they see I, each other occasionally. I remember when I was in college and my roommates, I, I roomed, I was sweet mates with a twin. And I was like, oh, why didn't you room with your twin? He was like, because we lived together our whole lives. Yeah, he's and, like, I'm over it now. And, and he was like, he was one floor up. And it was essentially like they were rooming without rooming with each other because they were down there all the time. It took me, and they now looking at them, I can't believe that I confused them because they're identical twins, but they don't look like they have like distinct features right how you can tell them apart but for for whatever reason the first i want to say like four or five months of school i could not tell them apart and now i'm like ugh, i i know exactly who's who and what do you mean ugh? (laughs) what's the ugh? i'm just saying i know who's who now wow (laughs) but for whatever reason like twins when they go to the same school i'm like you guys might as well just room together and save some money like because i would rather room with someone i know I can live with than someone I might not like. Yeah, but that's a decision you make when you are new to school and you're you're, you're thinking, ah, I want some distance from this person, and then you realize, oh wait, my roommate could be pound cake. I was a great roommate. <laughs> I was a great roommate. In what sense? I mind my business. I'm I clean up after myself. Like I whatever dishes I made, I may not do the dishes, but I do my dishes. Um, okay. I clean up after my space. If I made the mess, I will clean that up. I'm not going to clean up after everyone else. Um, and I, 
again, I'm out of my business. Whenever you need me. I need, need someone that's going to clean up, clean up after me. That's what makes a good roommate for me. <laughs> if you need to vent, <laughs> if you need to vent, you can talk to me, non-judgment, because I think people look at me like he's done th- some things. Nothing I say is going to shock him. So people are comfortable with talking to me. And I always have condoms, which is great. Yeah, my freshman and- year roommate, we were both neat freaks, and he went home every weekend. So it was fantastic for me. It yeah, was my, awesome. My first roommate, he was kind of he was a band nerd, and he would have sex with his girlfriend really, really loud. Um, and but other than that, like he he was fine. Um, but we just we were roommates. We weren't really like friends, but we we coexisted. My second year, I had like apartments, and I had three other roommates. I was cool with one. Actually, no, I hated all of them, but I thought I was cool with one. But he turned out to be a real manipulator, and they would steal my food. So then I swapped. Because after you sign like a, a housing agreement, they have to find you somewhere to live. And I was like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with living with these people. So I moved. <clears throat> and then I found like the roommate that I would live with after college. Well, my daughter moved. Uh, she's rooming with one of her best friends since kindergarten. And her friend is leaving school she, because she, she doesn't know what she wants to be. And I guess she's pretty disillusioned of the whole situation. So my daughter's kind of bummed about that. I'm like, well, you'll. I'm sure you've made friends since you got here, so one of them will just room with you, you know? But that fresh, that first semester freshman year, it's a lot of kids are like, nope, I'm going to go home to community college and see if I can figure out what I want to do with my life. So you're fortunate if you go in knowing what you want to do, and a lot of people don't. Our phone operators are standing by with their thumbs up their asses waiting for you to call. So call. Call the Allen Co- Show. 216-578-1007 or 1-800-348-1007. Three five one nine two. Want to send me a text? Cavaliers play tonight in San Antonio against Spurs. Eight thirty is your tip off. So eight o'clock. You want to get Cavs live pregame? That's when you want to tune in here on WMMS and on the iHeartRadio app. Remember the Alamode. That's right. Yes, <laughs> they're way into buying ice cream down there in San Antonio. Is that where the Alamo is? San Antonio. I believe it is. Yeah. Huh. All right. And then they'll head to Dallas to play the Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki and the Dennis Rodman, the Dallas Kristaps Porzingis. Nope. (sighs) Luka. Luka Doncic. Yeah. And the Dallas Bobber. So anyway, and uh, you can, um, you have a couple of weeks left to use the promo code JOLLY. It's CLE Clothing Company. So keep that in mind if you're looking for gift ideas all the way to last-minute stocking stuffers. You'll be able to find it at CLE Clothing Company. You want to shop online, you can use the promo code JOLLY there as well, but you'll get 20% off. At a very jolly Sunday night. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend and I went to Magic of Lights. Oh, you went through? Yeah. Out at the Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds. Right. It's the, it's, they we haven't gone yet. They added a little stop where you can get out and get hot cocoa and stuff like oh, that. But they didn't add that. That's been there. That, I, been there a long time. I guess I just never actually stopped then. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, that's why you don't Alan have kids. A couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. We but usually it, go like the the weekend after our break starts. Took my dog and my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we explain everything to the dog, and she's like, "I don't care. I want to get out of this car and run around." That's all she cares about. Oh, it's like a yeah. dog friendly thing. You can have well, a dog mean, running around. You can't, but. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't. 
Oh. But she's just like, why are we in the car going slow? Mm-hmm. This is dumb. No, but I mean, yeah. I thought you meant for the hot chocolate. Well, the hot chocolate, like I took her out on the leash. I see. And we, we got a little picture. And I was thinking about getting her picture taken with Santa. But it's like, you know, I already have a Santa costume. I can just do it with myself. Mm-hmm. Save 20 bucks. But, uh. I, don't know, I love that stupid magical lights, though. It's not stupid. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. Good. It's fun. It's cute. It's but it is kind of stupid. You said like prehistoric Christmas. That's stupid. I forget. Yeah, but it's also I love it though. It's so innocuous it. that you drive through and you have fun. Yeah. And I mean, it's silly. I think if you don't have kids. But um, no, nah, we got we got really. I think we took edibles or got really drunk. I forget. Probably probably both. Um, not the driver, of course, but we went through right. one time, and we... Mm-hmm. The we, driver abstained, of that, course. That was when we saw you there with, with uh, Nora and Quinn. I was like... That was I, a few years ago. It was pre-COVID, yeah. Because yeah. we were jumping on the little trampoline, or, or the little inflatable there, and I was like, I think that's my boss over there, guys. I was like, I'm stoned. I think that's Alan. That looks like Alan. I was like, oh, crap. Well, because I had a full beard. I had a stocking cap on. I was, I was trying to Gordon's Fisherman myself uh, through there. But, yeah, because they had that big ch- oversized chair. Because yeah. we wanted some cocoa and some snacks. I was like, I bet you they got snacks in there. Yeah. I was like, everyone act sober. Alan's coming over. And I was like, oh, hey, Alan. What am I, Genghis Khan? I don't care. You're not on the air with me. I don't no. care what you do in your off know. hours. I don't know why I said that. I just got paranoid. I was like, that looks like my boss. I was like, oh, that is my boss. Yeah. It, I don't just, care. Yeah. It was an instinct. But... It was fun. I think it's cute. I think it's very cute. I, I I love the lights. I think they're silly and it's it's fun. But uh, the best one is it's a monster truck going over a car with an American flag. And that's it. Like it's. Oh, they really yeah. lean into the jingoism for this thing. Yeah. But people love it. You got to no, give the audience great. what they yeah. want. I forget. Do you set your radio to a certain. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. I didn't know if they played the music. I was going to say that would drive me nuts if I lived around there. And I just. Damn it. It's jingle bells again. I think back in the day, those places before they had uh, perfected that radio technology, you were listening to it outside. But it was just you like can tune right in. Well, yeah. Even, yeah. even with the lights, my next door neighbors, um, they have one of those lights that re- it's like a strobe light, but it reflects off of the house and it just goes around. And so at night when, when I'm in my room and I have all the lights off, it looks like a little strobe light and it crawls around my room. Now, they're lucky. I like it because I was like, this is actually kind of neat. Like it helps me go to sleep. But if I was someone who was annoyed by that or had uh, some type of condition where if you see flashing lights, you... Epile- if you were epileptic? Yeah. If you got sick or something, I, I'd be That like, could be annoying, yeah. But I actually like it. I'm like, wow, my room's kind of like fun to be in right so now. So you'll go this year. You'll go to Magic of Lights once we're on break. Yeah, well, actually... You'll yeah. take an edible and then... I probably will because my, my gaze will be home. And so we're going to be looking for stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how busy it was because we went at 9 o'clock on Sunday. And there were still quite a few cars going. Sure. And I imagine any other day, especially Fridays and Saturdays, it's, it's got to be just a train of cars. Just so many. And then after that, we went and had some hot cocoa. And how do you guys make hot chocolate? Because I did this for the first time, and it, I'm <clears> never <throat> doing it any other way. Because my girlfriend and I were talking about like getting packets and getting milk and stirring it all up. And I was like, why don't we just get chocolate milk and heat that up? And she's like, yeah, you can do that. I'm like, I've never done that before for hot chocolate. And you, you, heat, no it, caffeine in it. you heat it up at home? Yeah. Who's worried about the caffeine content of I hot chocolate? I just want chocolate? it to taste like chocolate. What, yeah. what do you mean caffeine? What caffeine? What are you talking about? Like, doesn't, are ca- you super jacking your hot chocolate? Are you put espresso <laughs> in there? You, I, thought, I thought hot cocoa had like... Um, 
I mean, there caffeine. is there is caffeine in chocolate. In chocolate, but not enough but not to make like, it like buzzed out. Yeah. By the... Okay. Well, um, yeah, I always thought that. I always thought that you do. Were you? Have buzz. you the whole time been trying to pit the caffeine against your edibles to see who will win mm. to cancel each other out? He's like, I, I feel people. completely the same as always. No, but there have been times where I've t- I've tasted hot chocolate and it gives me the same kind of hit that coffee will give. I think somebody uh-huh. spiked your hot chocolate. No, uh, but we just this is a beverage up. that you serve to children. They're not yeah. gonna, you know. We heated it up. Just we got a uh, chocolate milk. Heated that up. Put a little whipped cream on top. The best hot chocolate I've ever had. That powder stuff, never doing it again. For the birds. Never doing it again. Hmm. Just get the regular chocolate milk and heat it up. It's the way to go. People are asking if there was a dinosaur nativity scene. Yes, there was. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but I don't think it was a dinosaur nativity scene, but there was something like that. This is that. where Jesus yeah. the pterodactyl baby was yeah. hatched. What did Pound Cake call the nativity? The, the um, novelty. novelty. The novelty <laughs> scene, right. There is a nativity scene that isn't lights, but it's like the only part that isn't lit up at all. Like it's just Jesus getting born in the dark. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Hey, that's how it would have been. Hey, listen, um, out there in uh, South Euclid, somebody stole a, 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 a what'd you call it again? What? A nativity scene? A novelty. A novelty scene. Somebody out there in South Euclid uh, stole the baby Jesus and replaced it with a novelty Halloween tombstone decoration that said R.I.P. on the front. (laughs) That ain't devilish. Somebody there in South Euclid uh, called the cops to report that somebody had stolen his baby Jesus. They took his cow. They took his donkey. And they took his lamb figurines. I don't think you should. I found I, an R.I.P. tombstone where it had all been. If he, if they had just put the tombstone there, that's one thing. But like that's pretty funny. But stealing their stuff isn't cool. Like don't steal stuff if you're gonna do a little. South Euclid like always got it popping. Always, always popping. If it's not the bestiality, yeah. it's a steal. It, it's baby it's Jesus. molesting a crash. Uh. Holy mackerel! So they don't play out there. They are stealing <clears throat> novelties. Left and right out there in South Euclid. Granted, this is one, but you know there's going to be Christmas copycat criminals. You know that's going to happen. Somebody's going to go, hey, man, maybe even a fan of this show. They go, hey, man, I like my own novelty scene in my front yard. I'm surprised people still put those up, quite frankly, because there are so many individual items that could easily be That's stolen they have to be all it has to be like all together and glued together like yeah. just set the house out there everything's already in it it doesn't move well and that's why people have gone more with the inflatable ones where it's all like one piece i guess so inflatable. That, that is just I, I don't understand the point of a huge unless it's like a reindeer or something like there's a person on my street that has like a giant santa claus like it's just the santa claus head and i'm like <laughs> it, it, and it's like it, just a head. Yeah, it's the huge. It's his head, his hat, his face, and his beard. But I, it's, I swear, it's only going like half of the week. They have to realize, like, okay, this is costing us a lot of money, like a lot of electricity to keep this thing inflated. And half the time, it's just deflated. I see the little top of the top of the hat just kind of like sticking out, and then <laughs> every every other time, it's just. Whatever. I think they have it like, all right, from six to eight, we can have this inflated. And well, you only need it really in the evening. That's- oh, one of my neighbors a couple of doors down has such massive Santa and reindeer inflatables. They have a huge front yard that they need the guy wires 
Oh, wow. Like you're tying down an inflatable gorilla outside a car dealership, you know? Oh, man. They have these massive three-story Santa and reindeer. And every time, I'm like, please let there be a high wind because it's going to be awesome. He's getting like... ripped down the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, three not that. Stories. How is it three stories? I'm not, I can't picture it. It's taller than the house. Okay. It's a massive yeah. where you need the guy wires to hold it down. These things can't. Dang. But but every so often they guy wires. The what? Are you saying guide? The guy aren't they called guy wires? Oh, they're called guide wires. Guide wires? I don't know. A guy wire. Okay, I like always, a tension cable. Okay, I always thought it was a guide wire. Just yeah, maybe, but yeah. I mean, no, I mean if that's what it is. Yeah, I think they're guy wires. Anyway, invariably okay, yeah. they'll get slightly deflated. And Santa will be looks looks like he's trying to service himself. <laughs> looks like he's trying to engage in auto fellatio on their front porch. How port. have you not gotten a picture of that? There was a, I don't take photos of everything that happens in my life. There was a. I'll I'll take a picture if that happens again. There was a video going around of um, Joseph and Mary, and Mary was bent over in the wind this is the thing in front of joseph it looked like he was getting a little lettuce even if it's not because of the wind mm -hmm. people can even if they don't steal your nativity scene they, they can, can do yes they can do awful things uh, to your christmas myth oh my goodness so then we did the hot chocolate how by the way just so people know we gave away passes for magical lights but how much is it like one ticket for the whole car load. Uh, is it five bucks, eight bucks? I got it for 24 bucks. 24 bucks. Because there was a code. I got like $3 off. But the, the secret is to buy the ticket in advance. Because if you get it, get there on the weekends, it's like 40 bucks. Somebody texted, Jesus H. Christ, pound cake. You're thinking of mochas, not hot chocolate. You're thinking of the coffee drinks with chocolate in them. I was thinking about hot chocolate, but... Uh Mocha too, probably. Mochaccino or fra frappuccino. No, I, I, I feel like it, when I was younger, my mom told, again, my mom used to tell me that tapioca pudding was uh, fish eye, so. Your mom lied to you a lot. And, and, fi and she really did. Fig Newtons were grasshopper. Why like, was your mom so. trying to get you off of tapioca and Fig Newtons? Because she I, wanted them for herself, Maybe. Right? I don't, but I didn't, I never liked tapioca. Tapioca was nasty to me. Yeah, because she told you it was alligator eggs or no whatever. but i still didn't even eat them i didn't hmm. eat she would make me she was like here you want some tapioca i was like i don't want tapioca pudding it's nasty i was like what's what's the little bumps in there she's like oh those are fish eyes i was like ill <laughs> and then <laughs> the tapioca so you don't like boba in your in your uh whatever drinks either yeah, yeah that's tapioca like too i and love then, it mm. and then i would eat the i would eat the fig newtons i still to this day love fig newtons and she was just like uh well you eat grasshopper lace i was like i don't care <laughs> these are delicious um do you so you like those cookies Yes. Come on, Alan. You gotta know this. What? It's not cookies. It's fruit and cake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fig Newtons are so not on my radar. Like my dad uh, loved figs. He would eat the ring of figs. He loved fig Newtons. I figs are not anywhere on my uh, radar. Couldn't care less. That's why they were finally like, guys, w we've stretched out the possibilities with a fig cookie. So then they kind of started making strawberry and they made blueberry Newtons and all this crap. But the OG, whoever thought we should start a fig cookie, uh, boy, that is a, a different uh, time in our nation's history. Mm. Because I don't understand it. Well, it's not a cookie. It's a it's fruit, fruit and cake. cake. Yes, that's right. I remember that. You are correct about that. Because that, wasn't that the old commercial? Be like, can I have one of your cookies? And like, it's not a cookie. That's right. It's fruit and cake. That's, and that's right. That was the technicality yeah. that get, they get away with. 
where they don't have to share the cookie. It's not a cookie. Fruit, right. and cake. fruit and cake. But still, it is a crime against dessert to foist those onto somebody. It's an old lady cookie, and Pound Cake loves them. I didn't like Probably the big to this ones. Day. I like strawberry Newtons. That's but. what I'm saying. They were like, how can we make these more palatable? Looks like somebody's right. luck just came up short bread. It is a crime against dessert. Do like right. a shortbread cookie, too. Yeah. Uh, and then we watched, we got the hot chocolate, and then we watched Spirited. And I... Boy, we tried. Really? We tried. I loved it. I didn't know it was a musical. Yeah, it's a musical. And I knew. so we were like, I, was, I had been talking to Jeremiah over there at Kiss, and he goes, check out Spirited, because I said I was desperately trying to find something that my six-year-old would like, because she's not into princesses and doesn't want Frozen, all that crap. So I said, so the other night we were like, let's try Spirited. Neither Gwen nor I knew it was a musical. We both despise musicals. Uh -huh. So about 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you didn't even get to the best song. And my daughter didn't, wasn't all that enthralled with it anyway. So we were all too happy to turn it off. Oh, I loved it. And I like a musical. Nope. But uh, there's one song in the middle called Good Afternoon that's pretty fun. I liked it all. I thought it, I thought it was really cute. I thought it was pretty funny overall, and you know it was it was. It was I, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Listen, everybody's talking about how great it is. We just do not like musicals, mm -hmm. and so yeah, if you don't was, like musicals, you're not going to like it. Nope. But. And listen, if there's a you know we saw Book of Mormon live and all that, and that's a little more contemporary, so it was okay. But you know if they're singing a couple of things here and there, okay. But when it's all mostly sung, I know Spirited wasn't all sung. But boy, there was not enough time in between songs. And so we we're like, no, because it was two hours and 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we cannot hang with this. That's the and one thing. I, what it they is. probably could have cut it down a little bit. It was a little long. But other than that, I thought it was great. Very funny. Movie. Well, you're in the majority with that uh, mm -hmm. that movie. Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell. Octavia Spencer, who just got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame and got heckled. This poor woman. I don't know how well what? somebody's standing there for like a full three minutes. This is making it's a time to celebrate rich people doing whatever. And so Will Ferrell steps up and he's like, not here, sir. He's like trying to joke his way through it. Yeah. And I doubt Will Ferrell. I don't know how well he knows Octavia Spencer. They're both in this movie. Yeah. And so they probably had it. But I don't know if he knew her before then. So he's up there. Oh, Octavia makes everybody better. And she's screaming at the hecklers. Not today, Satan, or whatever she said. And uh, that's yeah. a bummer. It is a bummer. Like, just night. let these yeah. people do the, yeah. whatever. She bought it herself. I mean, everybody buys those stars. So, like, just do it and have, you know, but somebody's always got to walk by and be a dick. And they really feel comfortable, by the way, doing it to black women. They really feel comfortable heckling black women. Octavia Spencer and who else? Or just somebody else that was getting her uh oh the bomb threat at the patty labelle show yeah she got like pushed uh, pushed uh -huh. off so she's like wait a minute uh, they, yeah they, like, grabbed her she was who's there. calling in a bomb threat <laughs> on patty labelle for christ's sake what i didn't even know she was still touring i didn't even know she patty's pies are selling well i didn't know she still does shows she's a singer and she's an entertainer so i'm I sure she, she goes retired to, i thought she retired long but i think ago. she'll go out and do Christmas stuff. Yes, I think Man. if they throw her a big check, she's like, yeah, this was in Milwaukee, and they abruptly halted Patti LaBelle's concert after the venue got a bomb threat. They, uh, obviously, it turned out to be fake, but they can't take any chances with that. Can we... we got to go break in a minute, but when we come back, can we do... 
go over the Patty LaBelle at the Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Yeah, yeah, I got that. The 90s. Yeah, it's 1996. I'll, I'll show it on the live stream. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Empty things. bleachers behind her yeah. where there should have been Where backup are my backup singers? singers? <laughs> she can't see the cue cards. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Let's not pretend any of this makes sense. I don't understand any of this. It's the Alan Cox Show. On the bike. You can have it. Whoever's uh, doing PR over there at the Monsters. Give it to you. see somebody hitting me up for that over there in three, two, well, I guess not. Hey, the Cavaliers will play uh, tonight in San Antonio. They take on the Spurs. That is an 8.30 game here on WMMS. 8 o'clock is when pregame Cavs Live will begin. They'll head to Dallas on Wednesday to play the Mavs and then back here at home to play Reggie Miller and the Indiana Pacers. And then they'll play the Mavericks here at home. So only three days will separate them playing the Mavericks twice with Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban still own that team? Uh, Yes, he does. All right, sir. Well, there you go. I was logging into the Wi-Fi here, which sometimes works here at work okay. this morning. And I see, you know, you, wherever you uh, log in. You'll see all of the nearby Wi-Fi's that you could log on to. And I think the bulk of the people who live in this building, because we're on the ground floor of 668 Euclid, which is a residential building. And we occupy the commercial space here on the ground floor. I think of the bulk, based on what I've seen, the people walking around, I think the bulk of the people who live upstairs are medical students. And uh, one of the available Wi-Fi networks as I was logging on to ours, was called Stabby Surgeon. <laughs> I thought, I don't know if that, that's making me nervous. I don't know. I mean, God bless, boy, if you are uh, devoting your life to medicine in whatever capacity and, of course, want to specialize in surgery or something, but Stabby. Uh, I don't know if that's the adjective you want. Maybe to, that's their last name. You are could be correct. Maybe their name is uh, Frank Stabowski. And they want to be Frank Stabowski, thoracic surgeon, board certified, like Alec Baldwin in Malice. But um, stabby surgeon. I don't know if that's the way that uh, you want to go with that. Nevertheless, whatever. You can always leave us messages on the Alan Cox Show after hours line, by the way. We get a lot of those. A lot of them are from the same people. Uh, but you can uh, leave us voicemails uh, about whatever crosses your mind. 216-986-8903. Hey, Alan. Uh, this is Mike in Denver. I've been a listener of your show since 2010. Uh, and I'm really disappointed that you took away Bill's uh, goat reactions this week. Uh, that's one of the funniest things he does. I think it's hilarious and awkward and what makes it really special is Mary hates it. She hates it. So please keep doing it. Just please, anything Bill does that she hates is just, it just warms my heart. So, so <laughs> please bring that back. By the Thank way, I, you. Yeah, I got a couple of messages to that effect that I somehow took it away. Oh, you guys didn't take, you didn't take it away. No, on Friday, Bill said, I won't do it 
Thursday. Thursday, he said, I won't do it if I sell 10 Chris McQuanzica tickets in the next 10 minutes. I, I didn't, didn't say that was going to happen, and then I was like, oh, people bought it. I mean, I've been very public yeah. about the fact that I don't care for it, and the messages I've gotten from people have gone right down the middle. The women hate it. The guys love it. I am just not somebody who thinks that because something's cringy that makes it inherently funny. It's not my vibe, but a lot of people like it. Now, I will never gear anything on the show towards well, Mary's not, reaction because she's not here a lot. And she also hates everything I do no matter what. <laughs> right. Also, uh, it's not meant to be cringy. It's meant to be sexy. Well, swing and a miss. Because well, I don't want who, you to think it's sexy. Everybody who loves it loves it because it's cringy. Not <laughs> one person who loves it goes, I like the sex that Bill's injecting into Terry the Goat's <laughs> weekly pick. Not one person said that. They're just afraid to say that. Whether so they going, love oh, it, cringy. whether they love it or hate it, they mm-hmm. refer to it as cringy. But mm-hmm. the, the it, just my anecdotal evidence from the messages I've gotten, which have been copious, uh, the women hate it. There was one one woman who liked it. Uh, the guys love it. So, again, I didn't tell him he uh, it's his thing. I'm not here to... Uh, I'll bring it back this week. I'm not here to dim anyone's popular sparkle. Demand. Yeah. But popular demand. So, our last live show of the year will be Thursday, and that's when we'll get Terry the Goat's Week 15 picks. And uh, Bill can end the year strong with his um, grunts and, and moans <laughs> during Terry the Goat. <laughs> So, something to think about. But that'll be on Thursday. Our friend Steve Byrne on the show tomorrow. He just released his latest hour on Gwen's Infirmary tomorrow. And uh, Steve Byrne will be on the show. He was, uh, if you were with us for the 10th annual Alan Cox Show Comedy Tour, he was our headliner um, at the, uh, uh, what's it called? Syria Mosque. What's that place called? <laughs> that's it. No, that's uh, Pittsburgh. Masonic what, Temple. Masonic Temple. There you the go. Syrian Mosque. The Syria Mosque is a venue oh. in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, the Masonic Temple is where we had the 10th annual. And Steve Byrne was kind enough to headline for us. He's got a new hour on Amazon called The Last Late Night. And I'll talk to him tomorrow about that. A Pittsburgh native. He probably would have appreciated a Syria Mosque reference. Nevertheless, on the subject of football, by the way, Terry the Goat is having a very bad week so far. We're still waiting for Monday night football. It's Pat's Cardinals tonight. But the best she can do is to go five and three. Because I only got eight picks from her this week. And the only games she correctly picked were Rams over the Raiders. No, no, no. Five and three. That would be a good week. Three and five. Sorry, three and five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, best she can do is 3-5. And she picked the Jags over the Titans. Uh, she picked the Browns over the Bengals. That very much did not go according to plan. And uh, she didn't pick the um, Buccaneers game, but this guy that they refer to as Mr. Irrelevant, that's who they call anybody who's picked very last in the NFL draft. A guy named Brock Purdy, who is a third-string quarterback for the 49ers because Janine Garofalo got hurt. And then somebody else got hurt. And this guy starts 22-year-old Brock Purdy. I think it's Trey Lance was the other guy. There. Trey Lance. And not and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know who that is. But um, this guy uh, beat Tom Brady and uh, the Buccaneers. Beat the crap out of 35-7 to seven was the final. Uh, Tampa Bay was down, by the way, 35 to nothing 
in the third quarter. Yeah. That to was a, a garbage time cut. To a touchdown team yeah. starting its third string quarterback. And, you know, Tom Brady is from California, and he famously grew up as a 49ers fan. So he had a lot of friends and family. There were 100 tickets for all the friends and family that showed up. And then he got his butt beat because the 49ers were all over him. And it's one of those things where I was playing daily fantasy with my girlfriend. And one of the teams was like, oh, they, they got a third string quarterback in Tom Brady doesn't have that many bad games in a row. I feel like taking Tampa Bay defense is a safe bet. You know, it's a low cost and it should be fine. And then they got negative two points because uh, the 49ers beat him so badly. Well, and Tom Brady, I mean, he grew up 49%. He would have been too young for Jim Plunkett, right? He would have been a Montana guy. When he was a kid, it was yeah. still Joe Montana, I think. Yeah. And then Steve Young. But because um, I forget, I guess Brady's only in his mid 40s. Anyway, yeah. the guy that they refer to who comes in dead last in the draft. No matter who it is, they call them Mr. Irrelevant. And this Mr. Irrelevant, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield barely had enough time to bask in the um, improbability of what he pulled off. Where Mr. Irrelevant now is all anybody's talking about because he whooped Tom Brady. Yeah, the weird thing to me, too, Percy. is that it's, uh, Tom Brady seems to be more magnanimous to the guys who beat him than to his own team. Because they talk about what a class act Tom Brady is, and he goes, man, he was great. He threw a lot of good balls. He did a really good job because he knows how difficult that position is. But then all you see is, like, Tom Brady screaming at his own team, right? Like cursing, walking off at halftime, screaming at the guys on his own team. Obviously, he can't control what the other team does. And it seems like he can't control what his own team does. They're having a rough season. The 49ers are 9-4, and four, so they will most certainly make the playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay is six and seven, and I didn't realize that the Browns game was a must win for them to have any hopes whatsoever to go into the playoffs. A play, yeah, yeah. postseason thing. I didn't realize that they, of course, lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but uh, there you go. So, Mister Irrelevant is having his uh, day in the sun. Yeah, I watched a lot of football yesterday. It was his first NFL start. Yep, and it was against he, Tom Brady. It, he had a great debut as a starting quarterback and i watched a lot of football yesterday i just had red zone on and there wasn't a lot of browns showing up there because they just i don't know what kevin stefanski thinks he's doing as a coach but it's baffling why is that so they paid 230 million dollars for deshaun watson yeah you bring him in to be the guy. Yeah. They are in a fourth and one situation and they're going for it. And you think in that situation, you're going to put the ball in the hands of the man that you're paying the big money that you want to have a marquee moment to show like, Hey, this is the, this is why we went and got him. But what is, what does uh, Stefanski do? He brings in Jacoby Brissett, who is very good at, like one yard or less quarterback sneaks because he's a big dude. But then he doesn't throw. Or he doesn't he doesn't run a quarterback sneak. He throws the ball to the end zone to a guy that was wide open, but Jacoby Brissett just totally overthrew him. So 
I just don't understand why you're paying a guy as much as you're paying Deshaun Watson, and then you make a play like that. Or you make a play call like that. It just doesn't make any sense. And it seems like... Well, I think they, to some degree, they think he's still pretty rusty. Yeah, but you still got to... you got The way you're going to knock that rust off is by... Get him in there. Getting those reps and, and also like showing faith and having trust in the guy. All the other things he's done aside... If you are in Stefanski's position, that's the guy you got to ride with, and, and your job is on the line. His money's guaranteed, but I don't think Stefanski's going to be the coach at the end of this season. Really? I think he's going to get blown out. The is that a that fall playing. from grace? Wasn't he like the, the zanny yeah. that could do no wrong for a while? For a while, yeah. but I just think he makes really questionable decisions when it comes to big moments like that. Because they also could have just kicked a field goal and had points, hmm. and that changes the game, too, instead of getting a stop on fourth and one, and that's a that's a huge momentum change. So I, I just don't understand what is going through his mind. Well, none of that matters because no. your L.A. Chargers won 23-17 over Boom. Miami Dolphins. There it is. Drop they look good. Other sports news: The Cleveland Charge are having Pride Night on January 24th. Something Pound Cake might want to consider going to over there at the Wolstein Center. I'm sorry, who's having Pride Night? The Cleveland Charge. Ooh, I'd probably go to that. Might be Honestly, something. The best on. team name in Cleveland. The Charge. Yeah, yeah. But they're still using the Cavalier logo. It's a guy with a sword. Yeah, and a feather in his cap. Why didn't they go? I mean, what, I know it's card. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Why isn't their mascot a Mastercard logo? A chip? Yeah, yeah. or a swipe uh, thing, a swipe strip, the whatever. Ca- the Cavs had like Pride Night like a couple weeks ago, and my friend showed me a hoodie that they had, and they were all sold out of it. It was it was a really nice hoodie, and it was like a t- tie dye, and it had like the Cavs logo on it. I was like, damn, they didn't have any. I, I if it was a large, I'd be in f- fine shape, but I'm not now. And I was like, oh. They, they ran out. They sold out. Well, some of these charge games start early, too. The one on Pride Night starts at 6 o'clock over at the Wolstein Center. But they're doing post-game free throws. And I would love to get some video of Pound Cake doing some post-game free throws. we got to set that up. Because you're going to be newly thin. You're going to be lithe. You're going to be... Uh, uh, you will have done your calisthenics, I assume. What's calisthenics? Exactly. So January the 24th, and thank you for whoever texted me that, is a pride night there over at the Wolstein Center. I'm not sure who the charge are playing that night, but uh, it should be very, very exciting. Who cares who they're playing, right? We won't even know who those teams are anyway. I feel like I've been to one of their games. I'm pretty sure I have. You probably have. um, Because I popped by there because I think they were doing like a scrimmage or something. They'll be playing the College Park Skyhawks. Wherever the hell they're for was that College Park, Kansas? I feel like that's at Atlanta. The College Park Skyhawks. That's who they'll be playing Park, on January twenty fourth. You are right. <gasps> yep. How can Look you get at it? You. Good for you. They are the G League team for the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> yeah. He nailed it. Thank you, BET. I oh. think that's the only reason why I knew. <laughs>
I feel like they, they had to bring it up on Basketball Wives or no, no, something. No, 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 or... no, 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 nope. It wasn't even that. It was like my brother watching BET, and then all, there was like a sh- TV show on there called College Park. And okay. it, was, it was like the hood, real world. <laughs> Sorry, not hood. Not it, Just because it's black doesn't mean it's hood. But it was the BET's version of the real world, and it was called like College Park. And then there were rappers from College Park, Georgia, right outside Atlanta. Um, and they were, at the beginning of the song, they were like, College Park. <laughs> and then, you know, they go into the rap song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is going on? Don't mind me. Don't you mind there. me. I'll send it to you in the break. Okay. Yeah. Pancake uh, sent a, asked us in the group text if we wanted to join him on Thursday after the last live show of the year. And after his final weigh-in, he's going to go over and stuff his face across the street at Shake Shack. And asked who wanted to join him. And Bill said, of course I'll join you. And so I'm curious, will you film this? Will you? What will you stuff your face with over there? Well, it's going to be a gluttonous feast. So I w- I've never, I don't think I've ever had Shake Shack in my life. I haven't either. So um, I, could. I, like I, I hear they got, is it chili cheese fries? They got crinkle fries, but you can put chili cheese on them, um, like chili, obviously. And then, you know, all the fixings there. I want like a burger, obviously. I'm going to get a milkshake. You're going to get a burger? Chili cheese fries mm-hmm. and a shake to celebrate. Win or lose, you're doing this, or win only. This is win or lose because I'm going off my diet. I'm not win or lose. Th- this is just the the you're end of yourself, my diet. Yeah, yeah this is uh, after treat yourself. Months and months of eating mm-hmm. or eating right. I'm gonna have a very. Um, have you weighed yourself since Thursday? No. Are you gonna weigh yourself before Thursday? Do you want me to? No. 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 Then no, but I. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Why? I, just... I send you and Bill a piece of video that you could look at in the break. Okay. If you're so inclined. Okay. Oh. And we'll come back, and I'll. Uh, in a minute, we'll come back, and I'll we'll, we'll discuss we'll it. Pull back the old curtain. The old curtain. Pancake was at Erica's house over the weekend. Yeah, weren't was, you? You said she got some free labor out of you. Yeah. And she must have heard all the carpentry talk. Oh please, yeah, right. No, I wasn't. She's not going to trust me with her walls, like like putting. You were just lugging stuff up the stairs, right? I was. She got a new spot now, right? Yeah, I was painting. (laughs) Like I was, I was helping her paint because Ian. They they now have a space where Ian can do way it looked, and I was like, oh, it's ready to go. And then she's like, no, No. we're painting this all black. We're putting down these floors, and it cracks me up. And then uh, then pans Ian, and he's like, we (laughs) like. Because he's doing most of the well, wait, hard so labor. Do they, so yeah. then do they have to move every time she's renovated their entire house? No, she just has to buy bigger houses. I was going to say because <laughs> did, she basically did everything she could possibly do in their other house. Correct. So then you got to move. But no, then she'll but then she'll redesign it too. She'll go, okay, it was like this for six months. Mm, I got a new idea. And then she'll do that. Okay. And she figures out ways to do it pretty cost effectively, too. It just cracks me up because we were were literally downstairs in the basement painting her basement wall black. It was black. And she's like, this is pump, like pumpernickel black. And I'm like, it's pumper black. Pumpernickel black? <laughs> like, I'm like, it's black. It was That's so- going to be your new nickname. I'm calling you that <laughs> from now on. Forget Helpful Brown. You are now pumpernickel black. 
Like it's black. Like I and and she, half the audience thinks his nickname is Pumper Nickel anyway. She's like you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't understand how many shades of black there are. I was like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like it looks black to me. It's, it's just black. She's like nope. It's a it's a different shade of black. I'm like okay. no one knows how many shades of black there are more than pound cake. Right. <laughs> so how is the new house? Is it nice? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I yeah. saw I saw it on uh, social media, but I haven't. Talk to Eric. Speaking of painting, they're, this building is painting the hallways. They I know, have a I crew out there in the buzz. hallways, and they had a <laughs> female on the paint crew. So? It's not a big deal. I've just never seen a, a girl on a paint crew. I've never seen that. It's just anecdotal. I've never seen that before. She's out there doing her thing with the rest of them, and I was like, wow. Beautiful. I noticed that, too. I noticed yeah. she was the one that had to have knee pads on, and I thought that was a little sketchy. She had knee pads. I didn't notice it. What? <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> you know, like, uh. you're such a... <laughs> Call the Alan Cox Show. Thanks for turning me on and allowing me to spend this time with you. I hope I can turn you on. 216-578-1007 or 35192. Want to send a text? com. Want to watch live there? You can. Thank you to Chortle Fickwicky, who's helping out in the video department. Very much appreciated as we come to the uh, last live show of the year. That will be on Thursday. It'll be Pound Cake's very last uh, weigh in uh, down the hall in our kitchen. Very exciting as he attempts. To find solace in his new slim build. He's uh, come a long way from I was the screen cap of the rundown. Come a long way from the 1st of August when he was 192 pounds. Boy, that's a long time. 1st of August? Yeah, I guess I didn't realize it went back that far. Well, hell, we were talking about it for a while because technically I was supposed to start before. In July. I was, well, yeah, I was going to say before we went to Vegas and that was like early July. And I was like, well, Vegas would be my last hurrah. And then it wasn't because then I went to Colorado. <laughs> and then that was like kind of like my last hurrah where I was drinking whatever I wanted and ate whatever I wanted. So, yeah, it does go back quite some time. And, I fit, and again, I, when I weighed myself in Vegas, I was... Granted, I didn't take my shoes off or anything, and I was probably bloated because of the heat and everything. But, uh, but I was like over 200 pounds. I was like 205. Hmm. And that was July. So that's wild. And on Thursday, irrespective of what happens, whether you win the $200 for Mary or whether you owe her $500, you will go across the street and you'll stuff your face. You and Bill make a mukbang video. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's just the ending of my diet. The I was very strict, especially this week. I'm very strict on what I'm eating. I had so many friends, te- for whatever reason, they always text me when I'm unavailable. Like any other time, I'm like, come to the club with me, hang out, let's do this. They're like, can't, got to work, got to work, got to work. This week, I had like four people text me, hey, let's do brunch. Hey, come out with me. I'm like, no, no, I can't drink. I'm not doing brunch. I'm going to eat my damn broccoli and chicken like I said I was going to do. And... Leave me alone. Hmm. I can't get that video up to show anybody. You can't? No. 
because our computer's in here. Oh, don't, don't play the files. Don't play the files. Mm. How do you don't play files? I, I don't know. Hold on, I'll fix because, it. you know, high ends. I will show you Patty LaBelle, though. We were talking about that before. Oh, yeah, Patty LaBelle. Yeah, because Patty LaBelle, there was a bomb threat that cut her show short in Milwaukee. And we were talking about when she hosted the 1996 tree lighting event. I think this was at Rockefeller Center, or this was... And um, they ran it on C-SPAN. This was the national... Sorry. They do this in D.C. This was the national tree lighting ceremony in Washington, D.C. In 1996, Patty LaBelle... That was the host. Guy makes a big deal out of a um, guy named Do- John Bechel, pageant of peace. I'll show you this on the live stream. And she can't get anything going. Can't see the cue cards, no backup singers, no nothing. The, the dynamic Patty LaBelle. Patty's recording. By the way, Patty LaBelle refers to herself as the godmother of soul, which I think is really funny. Because like Aretha, had, they're about the same age. Aretha yeah. Franklin had already taken Queen of Soul. Mm-hmm. So you got to give yourself a nickname. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm the godmother of soul. Right? The way she stands behind the stage. Yeah, like she doesn't know when she's supposed <laughs> to come out. I love when she walks out and then she's like, she's like, whoops. Yeah, she can't see the cue cards. Nothing. Where am I Is this coming across in one channel, yeah, by the way? Yeah, just one channel. But... YouTube has been around for so long, people don't know how to upload hey. The mono. She's got empty bleachers yeah. behind her. Oh. Yeah. I don't know the song, and there's no words on the cue cards. But she's a pro. <laughs> it sounds lovely. Yeah. I don't have the words, and I have no background singers. Yeah, they didn't care. It's not like they know what she's saying anyway. She's singing some song called <laughs> "This Christmas" in 1996. Ladies and gentlemen, Patty Labelle. Yeah. Black people. Ooh, if you can sing, you can make anything sound good. That's how R. Kelly got away with everything. For so long. Yes. Well, you need people who will look the other way. You need enough people who are making money off of you. Yeah. Um, And then you can do it that way. That's what happened to R. Kelly. By the way, R. Kelly denying uh, that he made an album in prison. He didn't. He probably made it before he went and he was waiting to drop it. Um, But he denies he has anything to do with it. He said he got nothing to do with it. So, yeah, uh, uh, you know, he was recording stuff before I left. I'm you think sure. so? Yeah, I mean, I I don't trust R. Kelly that much. <laughs> you don't? Not, he's not a guy where I'm like, oh, I'm going to take his word for it. All right. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't realize how long stuff stays in your queue for like Netflix. I was scrolling over like I had my, you know, chicken and broccoli and I was trying to find something to eat or something to watch while I was eating. And that R. Kelly thing is still in there. I'm like, I haven't watched it. How, but I'm like, damn! You walk, you click on something uh, a dozen times, but I'm just, <laughs> but I'm like, all right, I I'm done with it. I don't need to watch it again. I've watched it already. I'm trying to do this because I have to, I have to buy. Hold on, an I, extension. No, you should. I sent you a link that you should be able to watch. No, nope, it brings me the same thing that I had before. No, don't download it. Just play it from 
I tried that. Okay. Is, is it still processing? Yeah, I guess. Hold on. But if but don't buy that extension because we don't have administrative authorization to install anything. Okay. So don't, well, it, don't waste that. It money. won't play until I install the codec. So yeah. I can't show that. Right. I'd really like to. Hold on. But I can't because. Go to the link I sent you. Yeah, I did. Okay. Once it's done processing, you'll be able to. Okay. So it'll take probably, it's a short video. I was going to say, it's like minutes. nine seconds. Right. Talk about a, uh, talk about a, uh, uh, <laughs> whatchamacallit. Build up to. Yeah, build up to nothing. Well, anyway. Patty LaBelle's fine. Everybody's okay. They target anybody. Why? Oh, I, I I don't even imagine they were targeting her. Like who's you know, there's somebody in Milwaukee. There's a bunch of people downtown. Yeah, a bunch of yeah. people downtown. Oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, that's what's going on. I'm gonna call in a bomb threat. Is what I'm gonna do at that venue. And it's Milwaukee, so it's you know. People are looking. <laughs> They're like, do your worst. <laughs> <laughs> people are looking for, you know, whatever they can uh, pick up in kicks, I guess. To do your worst. How about some, uh, you want to hear from Jenna? Maybe that'll make us feel a little bit better. Okay. okay. Right. It's time for Sweet Nothings with Jenna from Poland. Pour some boogers on me. This has been Sweet <laughs> Nothings. With Jenna from oh, Poland. So great. Jenna from Poland, who I came in this morning, and she left 58 voicemails between the end of the show on Friday and uh, this morning. Pour some boogers on me. Pour some boogers on me. Very exciting stuff from her. Pour some boogers on me. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Oh, I think, I, you know what I did? I sent it to myself on Instagram, and I think I might be able to show that. You. That should work. Mm -hmm. Let me show everybody this uh, this piece of video here. Hold on. What anticlimactic here. Yes. You see who's out there, son? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're never too far away, are you? I'm never too far away. That's right. That's right. I'm hey, it's the holidays. And so I'm hanging around outside. Just chilling on the ground. You can't even float that high up. You, what, are you drunk? I'm not, I like to stay low to the ground. That's where I see all the best stuff. I was going to say, you're hovering <laughs> above me. Sometimes I like to see from down below. I like to see what you're working with. <laughs> well, okay. And I know what you're working with, sucker. Well, you're always working with good stuff. I, you're not wrong about that. I just, you always peep on me at work, but I never see you. This time you actually decided to pay our whole studio a visit, so I, I appreciate that. I told you, that's why I'm worried about you losing too much weight. Why are you worried about me losing weight? Because I like you to have a little bit of tummy tummy. No, no tummy tummy. And you're going to show up all skinny. I'm afraid I'm going to have to make myself scarce. I'm going to have to find somebody else. Nah, That's you'll be fine. I'm hanging outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Alan kind of blew up your spot there and was taking pictures of you and recording you. That's right. Somebody did. I don't know who that guy is, but somebody... 
get me on the job. Yeah, all we had was sketches of you, and now we actually know what you look like. And I told you, I told them you existed. They didn't believe me. They thought you, that you. You already knew what I look like. Yes, but I, I. You're looking me in the eyes when you're doing it. <laughs> well, no, you were looking at me, and then I turned, and then you were there. I just explained to all my friends who and what you were. And I said it looked like a ghost bag. It looked like a plastic bag floating around my ceiling, and you were watching me toss off. Yes, because I think I'm nuts. Well, you are nuts, and I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them nuts. <laughs> well, you, you do hang low to the ground now, so yeah. Oh, I hang low. Long <laughs> and loose. And full of juice, sucker. That's right. I appreciate you stopping by. I think it's so sweet that you talk to your friends about me. Like we're hanging out and we're friends or something. <gasps> Instead of me. Because you always talk to me like I'm a real pain in the butt. You are, but those things aren't mutually exclusive. You do hang around, and I have to deal with you, so, I mean... You, have to deal, you don't have to deal with me. Yes, I you do. I have to deal with you. You don't have to deal with me. Yes, I'm I not do. bothering you. Yes, I do. Yes, you are. <laughs> How am I bothering you? You tell me. No, I can't tell you. I am minding my business. I, I toss off like a normal human being um, in my oh, private... There ain't in nothing my... normal about what you're doing in there. <laughs> nothing normal about that at all. Let's see yourself, Ghostbag. That's behind closed doors. All right. Anyway, I just want to let you know that I'm outside. <laughs> well, I don't care. They need to know what you look like. I already know. You can let me in anytime no. you like. No. I'll meet you in the men's room. <laughs> no, please, no. You put on your poop shoes. <laughs> and we have a good time. I think I'm good. But thank you, Ghostbag. I All appreciate right. it. All right. Well, if I don't talk to you before you... Uh, do your way and good luck. I've, oh, thank you so much. And I've been watching you stuff all that meat in your mouth on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, you can. I will open the door for you over there, sure. You can all definitely right. come in. You can use me to put your doggy bags in. Sure. All right. Later on, sucker. Bye. <laughs> wow, exciting. I told you guys, I told you he was real, guys. I told you. We've been talking to him for three months. We know he's real. But you finally know what he looks like. We, I still think yes, I, I, better. I, I, I was going to say, I think that we had all conjured an image of a plastic bag in our heads. There are cheeks, though, I which I was happy he, to see. He is that. thick. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably gained all the weight that I lost. Got some cakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, Leslie wasn't far off. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Gwen's going to be in here tomorrow sitting in for Mary. And anytime there's a ghost bag reference, she goes, I don't know what that is. Because she doesn't listen. <laughs> and she goes, uh, I don't know what that is. I go, it doesn't matter. What am I going to explain <laughs> three months of this dumb bit? I go, I, I, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It just had a, I just think it's funny that it had a resurgence because I talked about this tw 2015, 2016 maybe. That long ago? Yes, hmm. this I told that story long ago, and well, it's not like you were gonna. It's evergreen. It's not like you were gonna stop whacking it at some point. Well, that was the only time I ever got spied on, and I felt, um, you know, on edge and oh, I, I don't know. I felt un uneasy because I thought someone was watching me. Mm -hmm. So that's all. All right. Over there at Fox News, they are positively beside themselves. That CVS is selling butt plugs. <laughs> so I, what? Some, somebody, somebody found one CVS in New York City that's selling butt plugs and lube. 
And uh, Fox News uh, took it and ran with it, and they're going friggin' bananas over there. <laughs> I don't know if CBS is breaking this out also in their different uh, locations. I don't know if that's something that you can walk into a CVS uh, now in Northeast Ohio and see this, you know? I'm sure it's locked up. What does CVS stand for? I never guessed. I never tried to. It started as a, oh, God, I just saw this because somebody else had Asked about that. CVS stands for like country something shop. I think it used to be Revco. That was back in the day. Oh, they I bought all Revco. the Revco. Was yeah. that the same? Yeah, they bought it. Well, it wasn't the same, but it was. The, I mean, it's a company they. Yeah. Purchased. It was Consumer Value Stores. Uh-huh. Was what it stood for. But also, anything's a butt plug if you're brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Here, I'll show you the. Uh, here's these dudes on Fox News. Sure. For a producer for Tucker Carlson tonight, happened to notice that CVS is now selling sex toys, and they appear to be a relative bargain. For example, they're selling the buzzy butt butt plugs, by the way, and the tush cush lube. I like how he says a relative bargain. <laughs> he's given a little bit away there. Yeah, I don't know how much these things are supposed to cost, but he seems to know that it's a sliding scale. If you'll pardon the pun. Well, there's a tush cush for $11.97, though the accompanying lotion that goes with it will set you back an additional $11.97. And if you've got the cash right there in the middle, the buzzy butt will run you $32.50. Information, just wanted you to know about New York. But it's, it's immoral to sell Marlboros, Trace, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you for your report. <laughs> it's immoral to sell. Here's your booty news. Uh, somebody found a CVS, a, a, uh, an intrepid producer there at Fox News, who's probably just going about their uh, day, found the buzzy butt, uh, butt plugs and lube there behind the case at the CVS. But they've been selling personal massagers there for, for decades. Yeah, but you can call those personal massagers. A butt plug's a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> it looks okay. like one. It's called a buzzy butt it's is got a any... remote control on it. It's right next to the lube. I mean... Is there any um, medical or scientific reasons why you would need a butt plug? No, they are no. purely recreational. And even that, <laughs> doctors will say, stop doing that. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> why? Because it's not good. It's X and only. It's not good. Medically speaking, you're not supposed to be putting things in there. If you want to know my Republican crush on Fox News... It's Jesse Waters. He he's the epitome of what I look if I ever were <laughs> hot and hateful. Is that what oh, you're looking he's, for? He's so like he's so hot and dumb too. You like him hot and dumb. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't know if he's dumb or not. Yeah, he ain't too bright. But oh, he's so attractive. But I, I'm never. Have you read his book? No. How I saved the world. No. Oh, all right. Oh, there you go. Are you, where, am I getting my Jared Kushner book for Christmas? Yeah, I think you are. And not from me. Uh, not for me. Either. I already got yours. Well, is Mary in the form? I think so. It's all above board. I mean, yeah. I've already got yours. No, I got you a non-book. I got you something I think you'll actually use. Yep. I got you non-book stuff, too. Okay. I don't want to get you a book because I know you're not going to read it. Okay. Well, the Kushner book, he'll read. Yeah, I'll read. He'll look at the pictures. No, no, no. He'll <laughs> read it. Because he's looking for juice and got, he'll dog ear it. But it's not going to have, have any juice in it. No, correct. But he's hoping for it. If anybody have some juice in it <laughs> after I. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. All right, I, can I throw up a ghost bag, please? <laughs> can we ixnay that book order? Somebody text Mary. 
for helping out in the video department. We'll only have, uh, for the span of 2022, we'll only have three more people. Has there been a lot of angling among the uh, uh, potentials in the video department? A lot of angling to do the last live show on Thursday? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the <laughs> biggest show of the year, so people are just uh, pumped. Right. I've got so many submissions, yeah. but uh, there can be only one. Yeah. Well, as there is only one chortle thick wiki so there will be only one person on thursday well, if you live in glasgow glasgow <laughs> uh, cavaliers win on saturday night they lost on friday a little bit of back and forth but they beat oklahoma city 110 to 102 on saturday night and they'll play again tonight they are down in san antonio spending the week in texas they'll visit the mavericks on wednesday seven sorry eight thirty tonight eight o'clock Cavs live pregame here on MMS and on the iHeartRadio app. So plenty of Cavs basketball still to be played. As we uh, inch ever closer, we're very close to the end of the regular season on April the 9th. It, it seems like a long way off. I'm telling you it's not. You're going to go, you're going to look around on April 10th and go, oh, what the hell happened? What happened to my Cavaliers regular season basketball? And there will be no one around. To answer your question, but you'll cast your mind back to December the 12th when I told you it was right around the corner. At least that's what I envision. All this talk, by the way, about the Brittany Griner trade for um, an arms dealer named Victor Boot. And uh, you got to strike while the iron's hot, which is why Joe Exotic is back in the news. I don't think he understands how these trades work. A lot of people don't seem to understand how these trades work. People think that whoever's in charge at the time, whoever the president is, has a choice. You know, people are mad about this guy, Paul Whelan, still over there. But the Russians go, we'll give you this person or we'll give you nothing. That's essentially what these trades come down to. And so it comes down to whether you want to do it or don't want to do it. You don't look across the sea of Americans who are imprisoned in Russia and say, all right, we'll have that guy and that. They basically go, uh, we want that guy, give us this person or nothing. I don't even think Paul Whelan was on the table. And he's been passed over by past administrations. But Joe Exotic, who's in prison for murder, anytime there's some In somebody, America. In America, <laughs> that's right. Again, he, he wants Biden to free him like Brittany Griner. And so I would propose uh, that we make it more analogous. I think we should ship Joe Exotic to Russia. Let's give him what he wants. He wants to be freed from where he's incarcerated now. I think we should do that. I think we should trade Joe Exotic for somebody who is imprisoned in Russia. Yeah, he can take his place. He can be the proxy. He wants to be released from an American prison. We should do that. Don't say anything about him going into another prison. But anytime there's somebody high profile in the news, a Joe Exotic always gets in there. 
when Biden first became president. He said, hey, man, I'm out here. Trump didn't do anything for me. He, this guy rented a limo. He was so sure that Trump was going to give him an 11th hour pardon as if he was even on Trump's radar. He didn't do anything for Trump. So Trump wants nothing to do with him. Got nothing to offer him. And but I guess he's taking another swing. He's got nothing but time. So why not? How long is he in for? Twenty-one a, years, I believe. Yeah, he's got a long sentence. So yeah. yep, he's at a federal prison in Atlanta, and he was convicted of hiring a hitman to kill that bitch Carol Baskin, along with uh, some animal crimes. So yeah, he's serving a twenty-one-year sentence. Seems unlikely he'll do the full stretch, but still. Every time there's an opportunity uh, for him to plead his case, he does it. Is he in um, uh, like a special ward for LGBTQ people? No idea. No clue. Do they have that? I, I feel like you have to have that, though, because if you're like at risk, he seems like someone that would be. Well, everyone private. in prison is at risk of being sodomized, if that's what you're alluding to. But especially LGBTQ people. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, I was just curious. Yeah, I don't know. That's some lack of research. He said the Brittany Griner, Trevor Reed prisoner swap, that's, that's not who they, well, was a <laughs> slap in every American's face that is wrongfully detained in the American federal prison system, including myself. Well, he wasn't wrongfully detained. He was, Convicted he went through the whole process. The capital crime. Yeah. And also, he's that concerned about it. You don't see him offering up his spot in a trade to another wrongfully detained American. It's just him. Something about him seems pretty selfish. <laughs> Little sketchy <laughs> there, that Joe Exotic, Joseph Maldonado Passage. Yeah, so listen, there's nothing wrong with pleading your case. Again, Joe Exotic is a guy who was not on anyone's radar before the Netflix thing. And as soon as that went off the air... He was not on anyone's radar. He said it's time Joe Exotic gets to go home for Christmas to be home with his boyfriend and son for the first time in five Christmases. Which, not coincidentally, the forthcoming sequel from Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. He vented on Instagram. Are they on Instagram in prison or does he send messages and somebody posts for him? They probably have some type of secret phone that you can use a secret phone to post on instagram it's like it's like contraband but they from the locked up movies that i or you think he's got an instagram phone hiding up there i don't think he does i think the inmates probably have like a secret phone that all of them use to communicate after hours yo man you need to post <laughs> something ring, 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 ring. Instagram about how unhappy he is with his current living arrangement. See, I guess the thing behind Joe Exotic is he believes that he was railroaded. He believes that he was wrongfully detained, charged, and imprisoned. So in his mind, he shouldn't even be in there. He said, I've officially landed at the bottom of hell. Which who even knew? Who even knew there was a bottom of a made-up place? at a federal prison in Atlanta. The animals at the Atlanta Zoo are living better than your loved ones in here. I promise, he says. So if nothing else, I don't know that he's become an advocate for prison reform, 
but he's certainly become an advocate for Joe Exotic getting out of prison, which any person would be. If you have all day long and you have access to, you know, you know how many inmates basically get law degrees while they're in prison because, all you know, if they take the time to do it, all they have time to do is read. Joe Exotic, I don't know what he's doing on the inside, but it's not like he's citing case law in these. He's just like, hey, I'm still out here. Hey, remember me from the TV? To get me out of here. I don't belong in here. What do they say? Prison's full of innocent men, right? Oh, I'm, I didn't do anything. I shouldn't even be in here. I like Shawshank. What happened? Lawyer screwed me. Lawyer screwed me. I went to go have a whiz in the break, in the men's. Did you and touch the wet paint? What's that? Did you? No, but I'll tell you what. So they paint their crew paint our long hallway. We have to take a long hallway between our suite and the restrooms in this building, still first floor, but down a long hallway and around a couple of corners to get to them. And they had a painting crew in here. And it looks like today they primarily did the baseboards. They kind of re-white uh, paint on the baseboards there. But the hallway now has this, because there's a restaurant right outside there too. And so the hallway is an olfactory gauntlet now that you have to walk. <laughs> of Creole and paint. And not even that. Yeah. It smells like that bleachy kind of spooge smell that's mixed with paint. Mm. So it's like somebody kind of repainted a porno theater or something out there, and it's a lot of fun. But somebody posted a video of um, how much toilet water sprays in the air when you flush a toilet. And, of course, it's disgusting. They did one of those, um, I don't know if it was, what did they call it? The heat, the, I can't think of the word, but the, you know. Well, they did a, they did an aerosol visualization. You want me to show you this? Oh, yeah. I'll show you this here this, on uh, the live stream. I feel like they stream. did this once on Mythbusters Myth, or Myth something. Mythbusters, yeah, because yeah. it was, uh, they're trying to figure out how much poo you're getting on your toothbrush when there you, you go or your phone or whatever yeah. else you've got if you're watching this what comes up when you flush so it's all coming up pretty high what i've noticed last couple of times there's one stall in the men's here where i never use it because i thought there was a leak because the floor is always wet mm -hmm. but you know what it is the flush is so powerful that the water that comes out it? of the bowl. Ooh. It does the swirl, you know, like a hurricane. And with yeah. the people dropping And it nerves. comes up out when you, it flushes so hard that it swirls around and comes up and out of the bowl. That's really gross. Like it you're, like you're somebody on a water slide who, you know, you see the yeah. videos where somebody goes over the lip. Yeah. It's the spray. It's the spray. So just something to, um, to watch out for. Alan, there is no special jail section for LGBTQ. Yeah, I never got the vibe that they were all that concerned with that portion of the community when it comes to incarceration. Well, that spray's really grossing me out. It's really gross. It's really gross. Poundcake should have broken Brittany Griner out with his one of his three-car-wide ditches. <laughs> mm, that was reserved for Michael Jackson. No. Why him? Because he's a stranger in Moscow. How is the... How, what was the ditch plan again? How three cars wide, three cars deep, and, and he was gonna he was gonna hide. What was he gonna do? Well, hell, I don't remember. I don't either. He was gonna hide in it, 
why it needed to be that big, I don't know. He was going to hide in it if memories piece this together. And then he was going to, and it was a trench. And then he was going to hide in it. And then the thought was he was going to break Michael Jackson out of Red Square or something. And then when they chased him, they would all fall in the trench like a moat. I don't even think it was that clever. I think it was just he was going to build a big, dig a big trench. And that was it. That was really, that was going to help somehow. What's this guy doing? He's just digging a hole. He's just somebody breaking Michael Jackson out. Three cars wide, yeah. three cars deep. And I don't think he understood how big that is and how long it would take to dig that. Because are you using tractors or do you have equipment for this? Or are you doing it by hand? Yeah, That's going to take uh, months. Yeah, I don't know if I can just get a tractor into Russia. So it'll probably <laughs> just like a, sh- a shovel or something. A track. I'm not sure if I can smuggle a tractor into Russia. And then once I do, because this plan, it, it occupies an interesting space in that it's so ridiculous and yet requires so much planning. So he would have to learn how to operate a tractor. He, he'd have to uh, practice. Op- and those are not easy to operate, is, I think. Uh, you'd have to learn to operate the tractor. You'd have to find someone to smuggle the tractor in. And this is like a big digger, right? Like a big bobcat or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's a lot going on there. Alan, our toilets at work spray your water so far it'll hit the stall door. Ugh. I have to hurry up and pull up my pants and try to hide in the corner while it automatic flushes. Hide in the corner? You're not supposed to come. What if you don't make it in time? You walk out of there wet? Sounds like it. Jesus. You head up the building and you go, hey, man, let's turn down the pressure. I mean, that ain't my job, but it's somebody's job. Not co- I'm just coming in here to relieve myself, not get wet socks. Alan Carr's were going to drive into the pit and it would oh, cause gosh. a commotion and distract from the guarding of the prison that Michael Jackson was in. I love that the audience That's remembers right. these I details because uh, I don't. Wait, what did he say again? He said that the plan was that cars were going to drive into the pit and it would cause a commotion and distract from the guarding of the prison that Michael Jackson was in. And then I guess, ostensibly, you would pull a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible type rescue. Break him out. Break out Michael Jackson. I don't remember that at all. At all. I didn't, well, fortunately, I, this I, person does. I, for some reason, thought it was going to be a moat. Uh, well, like I think we were. Yeah, I think or, we were making fun of it uh, for, for very much resembling a moat. Three cars wide, three cars deep. I mean, a moat would go all the way around also, a building. Also, was, the, the unit of measure as cars. Depth. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, one of these pound cake ideas... You know, like they stole his name for the plow? Yeah. Plow Chicka Wow Plow or whatever? I'm still salty about that. Yep. <laughs> Bill Squire, Chris McQuanzica on December the 16th at the Agora. Control Salt Delete. Ooh, that, Control Salt that Delete is good, good too, but yours was good and somebody took it. He you gave it away. A little bit. He, he like, is, is too close to be like a, to not be a trademark. So it wasn't mine exactly, but I could have sued had I trademarked it. <laughs> All right, well. You could be right. Well, save a bunch of ideas for next year. We're going to get you on there. (laughs) Yes.
All right, I gotta take a break here. Uh, if you want to get a text, three five one nine two, and we'll be back. State, tell me where. John is one of our bureau chiefs in Memphis. Um, Trish listens in Satellite Beach, Florida. Ashlyn is our bureau chief in Delanco, New Jersey. Charlie is in Martin, Kentucky. Spencer's down in Baton Rouge. And um, I, I just heard the Ohio lottery ad there. We have bureau chiefs in Toronto. A guy just won the $55 million. Uh, Canada Lottery or Toronto Lottery or whatever it was. I don't know if they do them by nice. region. He said, now I can finally afford to buy a house in Toronto. <laughs> I don't know if he was joking or, you know. He won $55 million in the Lotto Max Canadian jackpot. A man named Nishit Parikh got $55 million. And uh, now I can finally afford to buy a house. I'm not sure why they're talking about it now because he won this in August. Maybe there's an amount of time where you can remain anonymous or I don't know. He bought the ticket one hour before the draw closed. There was one hour left to buy tickets for this Canadian lottery in Ontario. He's 30 and he bought it one hour before it ended. $55 million. Now he can finally buy a house and um, help out his... Immigrant parents, according to him. Nice. Nice. Good for him. Uh, Cavaliers play tonight. They got one over on the Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday. They'll play the Spurs tonight in San Antonio, 8.30 here on MMS. 7 o'clock is when the Cavs live pregame gets going. And uh, you got a couple more weeks left to use the promo code JOLLY over at CLE Clothing Company for any and all things Cleveland, including Retro Buzzard merch. Uh, you can get it all there. And if you're looking for holiday stuff, gifts and whatnot, you'll find it there too. It's not just items of clothing. You'd be hard-pressed to make a visit to clevelandclothing.com and uh, walk away with an empty cart. But anyway, use Jolly. You get 20% off. Are you watching that uh, Chappelle-Elon Musk video? I watched a little bit of it. It seems annoying. I don't understand the point of this. I, I, I don't imagine, I can't imagine Chappelle just brought him out to dunk on him. Uh, he was in San Francisco. I guess this was the last stop on Chappelle's tour. 
And um, he brought Elon Musk out. And a lot of people were booing. And listen, Elon Musk, again, is desperate to be seen. He's not content being a rich nerd. He's desperate to be seen as cool and funny, and he's very much not. Um, and I think Chappelle is still trying to be like, I don't know, present himself as an open-minded guy, maybe to a fault. I don't know. But he brought, this was Chris Rock Dave Chappelle in San Francisco. Audio's not that great, so I'm not going to play it for you. I'm sure you've seen it, and if you haven't, you can, well, I was going to say you could find it. Elon Musk, Mr. Free Speech, um, uh, killed the Twitter account that first posted the video of him getting booed on stage. So I guess as long as you don't make fun of him, you're fine on Twitter. Obviously, the Streisand effect means there's copies of it everywhere. It's on YouTube, and it's whatever. But he walks out, and again, Elon Musk is, you know, he's a tough, he's like a thousand other nerds where you're a tough guy online, but you're all chode in person, you know? He's got his hands in his, he can't even take his hands out of his pockets. Can't even speak to this crowd. He's booed by this crowd. Of course, he tweeted about it later on. You get booed by a large crowd. You turn to page 210 in the MAGA playbook. Oh, it's all the left's fault. That's why I got booed. That was his tweet. Technically, his tweet was, technically it was 90% cheers and 10% boos. Obviously, that's 100% made up. But whatever. I mean, I guess that's how he softens the blow. Of course, to him, that means that he offended all of the uh, woke people in San Francisco rather than just... Being content with being a rich nerd. I don't know why it's... And I don't know what Chappelle thought was going to happen. I don't know if he... I mean, Elon Musk is, like, painfully out of touch with how he thinks people are going to receive him. Because he fancies himself like... You know, Chappelle had a funny line about, you know, this guy doesn't even want to die on Earth. Hmm. He wants to die on Mars. But I wasn't, I watched the video a couple times, I wasn't quite sure what the point was, other than the fact that they were in San Francisco and rich people and famous people have access to each other. And Elon Musk never found a spotlight he didn't want to get inside of. So absolutely, if somebody goes, hey, want to get on stage at the Dave Chappelle show, it probably didn't even occur to him how he would be received by the crowd. And there were people cheering for him. There were some people cheering for him. Uh but there were a lot of people booing him. And you'd think if he had a better handle on interpersonal relationships, which he very clearly does not. Again, it blows my mind this guy has nine kids. You never see a photo of him with the kids. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, there's a really good point to be made for not having your kids on social media. There's a really pictures of them, I mean. There's a really good case to be made for that. So that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um but he's got a lot of kids and he's always around to be on stage with somebody or make some dumb joke or so I wasn't quite sure what the point of it was because uh, I didn't get the vibe that it was just Chappelle bringing him up there to give him a hard time because that would be a little disingenuous. Yeah, I don't know why Chappelle would bring Elon Musk out. Because Chappelle him. finally ends it with, again, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. He finally ends it with like, okay, whatever. 
okay, whatever is how he ended it because like he's like, hey, Elon, and the guy's like, hi, how do humans talk? And of course, he probably didn't expect to get booed like that either, because he thinks that he's he fancies himself some kind of man of the people, I guess, or savior of something. I think he's one of these guys. Why doesn't everybody realize what a genius I am and treat me accordingly? Which is why when somebody posts... Now, again, you're not even supposed to have be shooting video at a Dave Chappelle show. You put them in those yonder bags. Yeah. So the fact that that video showed up means that somebody snuck their phone in, and they probably weren't the only one. But the first uh, Twitter account to post that video got summarily deactivated by the people over there at Twitter. Which, let's face it, it's, it's just him now, right? <laughs> so many people have left. It's just him. I mean, he, he's the moderation board. He, it's just him. And Chappelle introduced him by saying, make some noise for the richest man in the world. I mean, you know, there's no shortage as far as uh, tech people go. There's no shortage of rich people in the Bay Area. And Elon Musk walks out about 18,000 people. He's got his arms up in the air like it's a hero's welcome. And he must have misread what that experience would be. I mean, again, you never know what you're going to walk into. People, I think he probably thought, hey, hometown show. People are going to be in a great mood after seeing Dave Chappelle. But crowds can turn on a dime. I was say, do you want to be the person to bring them down after they had like the greatest night of their life? And they're just like, no, hey. that's, why, that's why I couldn't figure out what the point was. Other than we're in San Francisco. Everybody knows who this guy is. Let's bring him out. Chappelle probably thought, let's see if this guy's got something funny to say. Let's see what the interaction might be. And Musk is out there. You know, standing there like a loaf of bread. And Chappelle made a couple of offhanded jokes. Sounds like some of the people you fired are in the audience, he said. <laughs> now, that's not a joke. That's, you know. Probably true. Yeah. yeah, I guarantee you that. You hear that sound, Elon? That's the sound of pending civil unrest, <laughs> is what he said. You know, because, you know, Musk fancies him saying, oh, I'm this free speech guy. He's a right wing dude. So it's got nothing to do with free speech. He's a right-wing dude, and he's going hard on that on Twitter. So he's turning that into, you know, throw a dart at whatever, you know, right-wing media source you want. Twitter's in that now because of Elon Musk. But I was curious. I don't know that Chris Rock ended up in the video at all, by the way. But somebody who was at the show referred to Elon Musk as standing there. Like a corn cob. <laughs> <laughs> it's cone. Yeah. So it's just a weird piece of video. Uh, whoever shot it is not close. Just going to make no notes here. Do not bring Elon Musk out at Chris McQuanzik. Don't do that. You might have, you know, what if he learned something about that? Uh, Dave Chappelle, and you brought him out at Chris McQuanzika. And he's just engaging and hilarious. Obviously, it's going to have way less of an impact in Northeast Ohio than it would in a tech hey, if he's got center a, like that. If he's got a 10-minute set he can do, that's one thing. But just going out there with nothing really prepared, that's just Bush League. Alan Elon Musk might have nine kids, but I bet he remembers his daughter's coat. Ah, uh, well, listen, that's... Sad. actually would uh, be surprised if he did. I feel like <laughs> he's got Wranglers. Goddamn thing. Yeah. He's got what? He's got Wranglers, you know. Wranglers! Maybe that's what I need is Wranglers. Yeah. 
Wranglers. Whenever I say that Elon Musk is hittable, everyone always fills up my DMs with that pic- that one picture of him on the yacht. What is it? What do you mean hittable? Like oh, bangable, I can smash. Yeah. Oh well, to some people that might mean punchable, I guess. And then I think smash. I think even you said it. Oh, he's only he's not the richest man in the world. I'm like, so I don't have sex with people that look just like him for free. You think I wouldn't do it if he only had a Well, no, no, I, I wasn't saying that to throw you off. I was saying that people who refer to him as that. But I didn't refer to him as that. I depending think, on what day it is, they could be right or could be wrong. These things change, you know, by the day, but even if he by the stock truck. Huh? I said even if he wasn't a billionaire. No, but you don't like fat doughy dudes. So what about him is attractive other than his net worth? But I didn't. But I was saying he looked hittable before I saw him in that. Now, don't get me wrong. I still would smash, even though I saw him in that. He was doughy in the. He was in the wetsuit. But but he's I, only attractive to you because he's wealthy. No, I like. He, if he was dirt poor, you'd go. That guy's hot. He looks kind of like Daddy when he's all done in a suit. Yeah. He, but everybody I, does. I like his face. I like. I think he has a good facial structure. I don't think he's ugly. He's not an ugly dude. He may not be like the hottest, richest guy, but he's not an ugly dude. I don't think he's ugly, hmm. ugly at all. So that shirtless photo of him on the boat did what for you? It, it didn't really do much. It oh. didn't turn me off, but it didn't, definitely didn't turn me on. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to wear my wetsuit and just have take the bottoms off so he can get to me. <laughs> just so he can get to me, Bill, is what he said. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> I was... Uh... Yeah. So we can get to me. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me, I don't know how old this is. Somebody sent me, Alan, did you hear the 911 call where the guy makes a joke? And he probably lost his job because the lady flips out. Is this, have you heard this? I don't know. The woman calls 911 because her daughters are fighting? I don't know if I've ever heard this. Somebody sent me this. I don't know how old it is. So if it's, if this has been passed around a lot, I apologize. I, I hadn't heard it before. 911, what is your emergency? Yes, um, I need a police officer over here at 7. What's going on? Um, I've got two teenage daughters, and I just got home from work. They were um, physically fighting with each other, and one of them kicked a hole in a door, and um, they're 12 and almost 14, and the 12-year-old is completely out of control, and I, I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over to shoot her? Oh, I remember this. Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, that's a joke. Okay. That's a lot. I've heard that a bunch of times. I've never heard that. But that's very funny. Oh, my God. No, I mean, I... <laughs> like, just how... how it, like, I'm not saying what he said was funny. It's just how quick he realized, ah, I I'm an idiot. Talk about misreading the room. Yeah. Who thinks that a woman who can't control her 12-year-olds has a sense of humor? Mm-hmm. She's calling the cops. Can you imagine if Poundcake's mom had called the cops because he and his brother at 12 and 13 were fighting each other? If anything, we would have to call the cops on her. <laughs> I told you, I got what Like, mm-mm. Every, every beating I got, I deserved. <laughs> I was scared of my mom. <laughs> my guess is you're due some. Like. Well, I'm just saying, we, we pushed her, pushed her, pushed her. 
and nothing. And then when she just has that break and she's angry, I'm like, why are you overreacting for? All right, we were just playing. We do it all the time. What's wrong with you? Did you guys not foresee a time where she would just snap? Because they were random. Like, it was, it was, it's the mean, it's the definition of the straw that broke the camel's back. Because it was. Yes, that's what snapping is. It's random and it's violent and it comes out of nowhere. So, yes, I did did not expect it because it was random. It would be something like we would do big things and she was just like, just get out of my face. Leave me alone. Like, wouldn't be us just like, just don't do anything. Don't do it again. Blah, blah, blah. And then. You were playing Russian roulette with your mom. (laughs) And then weeks later, I'd do something and I don't even think I would. You would think of as little. I would say something, and it would just be like a reflex. I'd say something. It'd be like, I'm like, whoa, like, what happened? She's like, I told your ass. I'm like, well, damn. Like, I'm sorry. at the wrong time, man. She's like, I'm sick of you. You did that stuff last week. I'm like, oh, so this was building. You just had this. It's always building, yeah. It's always, yeah. You can't. It's like a teapot. Sooner or later, she's going to whistle, and that whistle is the sound of you getting your ass kicked. <laughs> the last time, the last time I can remember, now I'm sure this probably wasn't the last time, but it was, I think I was a teenager. Uh, I, well, I guess I don't know what age I was, but we were picking up a Little Caesars pizza, and <laughs> it, was, it was hot and ready. <laughs> and I said something, I was like, I said, whatever, Mom, it's your world. She was like, it is my world, and it's my dime. She's like, you want to pull over? Go pull over. She's like, I'm about to kick your ass right now. I'm like, what? Throw the hot, it burns his face with hot cheese. (laughs) I'm hot and ready. Like, I'm about to hit you. She was hot and ready. All right. Right, Bill? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pizza, pizza. She said, beacha, beacha. (laughs) Right there in the car. Hot, ready, and $5. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. There's a, I, somebody said, I forwarded to you, Poundcake. Somebody sent me an email and said this might be a new account for Poundcake's mom to follow. I There's saw a new that. TikTok monkey on, uh, well, on TikTok. <laughs> Somebody's got a spider monkey opening up packages or something. I sent it right to, forwarded it to Poundcake. Monkeys are just so interesting. Like, they're just so smart. They're, they just are. I don't blame my mom for watching them. I, I blame her for getting attached to them, like sending it stuff. But I don't, I could watch monkey videos for hours just because the, they're, I mean, I've never seen an animal just use their hands like a human. Yeah, we share ninety nine percent of our DNA with them. And they're just so cool. We are one percent away from being that smart. Well, you are. I'm not. No, we all are. We all share ninety nine percent of our DNA with them. So when your mom is watching, are you going to send that to her? Are you going to show it to her? You think she's already on it? Uh, I'll show it to her. Hmm. I'm probably about to see her this coming week. Oh yeah. I help her rap. What, you help her rap? Mm-hmm. O-W-R-A-P. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, his mom's got a, I don't know, R-A-P. Hey, I'm Teresa and I'm here to say. I'm yeah. <laughs> He's, she's got a, she's got a bird. Beat my kids in the major in the USA. way. On Christmas Day. That's right. Yeah, she like she's got a, a burgeoning rap career or something. Yeah, no, I'm, we, we're going to make a day of it. Like, going to get have some wine and probably order some pizza and then. Little Caesars? Hopefully Yeah, I was going to say, will you recount the anecdote with her? Mom, because I, you know what? I bet that she wouldn't remember the things that you talk about. I don't think so You kind of commit them to memory because you were a kid and they were probably much more impactful in your life. Well, this was a, this was a later memory because I don't, I didn't ride with my mom to get, I, I don't, I must have been in college. 
um, because this was like when I was home, and I don't remember what the argument was over, but I was just being a smart ass. I was and just she being just slapped a, you. And she didn't slap me, but she threatened to literally kick my ass. She said, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick your ass. She's mm-hmm. like, and if you hit me, I'm going to kick you even harder. She didn't say, I'm going to call Great the police. Ass. She didn't say, she's like, I'll choke you. She's like, you know, the whole mom saying where I brought you into this world, I'll take you out type thing. I'll choke you. <laughs> I'll choke you. I'll choke you. It's like Homer and Bart. Mm-hmm. Because my mom's like 5'5", five, five, and she's like, what, you want to take me on? She's like, I dare you to hit me. I dare wow. you. Wow. You were at a disadvantage. You can't hit your mother. I think your mom was like throwing it down like that. Like, come on. You don't want these hands. Think you can take me? <laughs> no, I, w- I was never. If I, I don't think there was an instance ever when I would retaliate at my mom like hit her back like i no, i was I terrified not, yeah. of my parents no but i i was ter- it wasn't even like a terrified thing it was just like i had respect like you know any you any, had no respect did, for your mom i got i know i the baseline of respect is not i wouldn't hit my mom back I but wouldn't I punch my mom in the face is not the bare minimum for respect. But I do know kids that did. And I just, it, like, the same kids right, that but that's, their mom's bitches. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. But that's way out of line. I remember a, saying, I'm not as bad as those guys. They kicked their mom in the ass. <laughs> I remember seeing a kid that I played soccer with, and his dad was one of the assistant coaches. And I remember seeing the kid... Like in a fight with his dad, and then like kicking his dad in the shin. Oh my god! And I was just like, "Wow!" Like jaw on the ground. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "I can't believe you would do that." But that's the house and of then, the public. And then the dad didn't even retaliate. Like he he was being pretty. Like the kid was known for throwing fits. But I was just I couldn't believe anybody would be violent like that towards their dad because I just there wasn't one moment in my life growing Never. up that I would do anything to like try and physically uh hurt either of my parents but especially my dad because i know that it would just be over i only saw him get physical with my brother one time where he like put my brother up against the fridge and like lifted him up off the ground because my dad's a bricklayer so yeah especially in those days he was in pretty good shape and very very strong and yeah he, he put my brother who was still like a few inches taller than him just up against the fridge and just had his feet dangling. And I was just like, ah, you don't want any of that. Nope. It's not every day you hear him complain about something. Wait. Uh, yes, it is. Alan Cox. On 100.7 WMMS. That's easily Poundcake at his most fearsome. When you think about it, if you heard that coming from the other side of a door, you'd uh, uh, you'd uh, pull your pants up, uh, you'd drop that to Uber Eats, and you'd run away in terror, in fear. Hey, Cavs play tonight. They're in San Antonio to play the Spurs at 8.30 here on WMMS and on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, they're coming off a win on Saturday night. They'll head to Dallas to play the Mavs on Wednesday night. It's a 9 o'clock game. And uh, you'll hear all of it here on 
MMS, of course. Uh, tomorrow, as we inch closer to the last live show of 2022, uh, Gwen is going to be in for Mary. Our friend Steve Byrne uh, will check in. He's an Alan Cox Show comedy tour alum and a very successful funny dude in his own right. His latest hour is called The Last Late Night. It's on Amazon Prime. I think it's his fifth special for them. And uh, we'll chat with him. We'll get some hot goss from Perez Bilton tomorrow, oh, I assume. Holiday edition. Holiday edition of hot goss. Mm-hmm. The final Perez Bilton for 2022. At this point, it's the last everything. Wednesday will be the last live pound cake sports break for 2022. And then Thursday, we'll have his final weigh-in. And whether he wins or loses, it's pretty much a win-win for him, I think. It's safe to assess it that way. Because if he hits his goal weight, 172, uh, then he will get the $200 from Mary. Mary will rejoin us on Thursday in here. And if he loses, Mary will never see that $500. Either way, he plans to head across the street and stuff his face with some Shake Shack. And I hope that that doesn't send him into a cascade of bad decisions health-wise. Nah, I won't. You don't think so? You think it'll just be a cheat meal? Yeah, because I, I was... The way I was eating, just looking back on what I was doing to myself, I didn't even realize, like... The most unhealthiest, gluttonous stuff you could have, I would eat for lunch, and then I'd have, like, a second meal for dinner. Like, I haven't had Uber Eats. I have not ordered anything off of Uber Eats um, since I was, like, this had to be, like, September after I got back. I wonder if you'd be able to calculate how much money you've kept in your pocket from not ordering Uber Eats. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want to. No, okay. I don't want to, because I, I have spent thousands, probably this year alone, thousands. Probably a third of my salary, which ain't much, but thousands. Thousands of dollars on food delivery? That's how I would eat. I, w- I wouldn't cook. I would eat. And I was so... Good thing they but don't have could... a wrapped, like Spotify. <laughs> oh, like Uber Eats wrapped? Yeah, yeah you're, you had 4,000 orders of... But why wouldn't you stop at a drive-thru on the way home? Sometimes I would. I see. But it was sometimes it was like out of convenience, and some of the stuff I would want, like a Panda Express, there's no Panda Express on the way home. Or a chick, a, there's no Chick-fil-A on my way home. But let me ask you this. What, and I, and um, it seems like maybe the time it would take you to go to one of these places would be the same as being at home waiting for the delivery. Am but I wrong in that? would rather be home waiting for the delivery. I see. You'd rather be at home waiting for it. But then the, isn't the food like lukewarm when you get it? And I've never gotten Uber Eats just for that very reason. I'm like, I don't need my food it, wilted and possibly half eaten by the driver like it, it depends I, on what time it depends on where you order from and what like how long it takes to get to you because like there's certain places that i'd be like all right a 20 minute delivery that mean if the food's made fresh 20 minutes ain't gonna do that's like a dry uh, ride home anyways but i you would go home you know take my evening poop mm-hmm. and then by the time you know i would order it when i got home and then by the time i'm done pooping because you know i'm in there for like a half hour anyways it'd be on my porch Hmm. <laughs> but it's just there's a t- the, the the one place that we get Thai food from. The reason we get it from them is because it's a guy and his wife, and they make everything. And so the place is open like three hours a day, but they're making food. I mean, you can order up until when they close, 
But then they're making food for deliveries and pickups for the next three, four hours. Because they're making everything. Just the two of them. Oh, it's so good. It's on the spot. I, so it's not sitting there half warmed or they're not scooping it. Oh, it's so good. Even my app is surprised by me because it. Get, I have never gotten so many offers to use Uber Eats. <laughs> now that I'm off of it, because it's like, oh yeah, they want you back. It's like seventy seventy five percent off. I'm like, you're nah. a P one user. <laughs> they're, they're like, hey, we missed you. Any chance you would want to get this seventy five percent off of blah blah blah? I'm like, oh, now y'all give me all the deals. Like I, I would. Go, there was a Chinese restaurant by my house. This is back when I lived in Gay Bay. There was a Chinese restaurant that I would frequent, and they would see me walk. I didn't order off of Uber Eats, but I would walk in there and order it, and then get it. Um, they knew what you were getting every time. The, the lady was like, this one's on the house. I'm like, huh? I'm like, is something wrong with the restaurant? She's like, no, I just literally see you every day. She's yeah. like, just take it. That's, ha- that's <laughs> happened to the Thai place. The guy's like, I threw some crab rangoon in there. I'm like, beautiful. I'm like, just take it. You you keep it, uh, keeping the lights on in here. Right. Oh, do you see who died? No. Cher's mom. Oh, yeah. I don't feel bad for her. She's 96. She's 96. You don't feel bad for Cher? She, she, Not the mom. She doesn't care. She's dead. But she had a long, full life. This and that to you means what? It means who cares? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my grandmother say? died at 102, and I was still sad when she died. All right, yeah, that was a little insensitive. But I, I saw that, and I'm like... No, I don't care about insensitivity. I just th- thought that was a strange... Is immediate it? reaction. Uh, a lot of people didn't even, couldn't even believe Cher's mom was still alive. No, I, I knew that. I know you did. Georgia Holt was the one. I think you were the one that told me years ago. <laughs> you know Cher's mom's still alive? Because Cher's like 75 <laughs> years is. old. Her mom was 96. Mom is gone is all Cher tweeted. And again, when your parent is in their 90s, you can mentally prepare. They They have, in fact, had a good life. And that's what um, like, or at least a long life. You know, my mom is one of the, I was texting with my mom. My mom's one of these believers that she says, I hate when people say life is short. She goes, cause it's not, it's fast. And I go, well, fast is different than, than short. Like, yes, in your mind, you cast your mind back and you go, oh my God, where did 20 years go or whatever. But if you're lucky, life is long. For some people, it's a hell of a lot shorter than it should be. Or than you would expect a life to be. But they haven't revealed any cause of death. Probably old age. <laughs> I don't think Cher's going to be like, my mom had enemies. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. The bitch was old. <laughs> That's his thought. The mm-hmm. bitch was old. I, I just, I find it lovely that I, I feel great for Cher in the fact that she was 75. Like, they were senior citizens together. That's more than any child could ask for. Like you had your mom in your seventies, that's amazing. Listen, I would love you, to have you, my mom. It's in my like 70s. Cher says in that song, Bill. Do you believe in love after love? Life I'm after sorry. Love. Do you believe in life after life? No. Nope. I'm sorry. Life. Do you believe in love after life? No. Nope. And her. Do you believe in life after life? So and close. now her. Do you believe in love after love? Nope. And now that her. <laughs> and now that her mom has passed away. I bet she believes in life after life. In love and life after love. Is that the life after life? We're saying the same thing. I'm hearing the same thing here. Love. Do you believe in love after love? That was the song. I sang it on this show. It's do you believe? Do you believe?
Leaving love after love. Nope. Maybe <laughs> it's too hot. Do you believe in life after life? So close. Do you believe in life after life? Why would it be that? Do Do you believe Do you believe Do you believe in life after life? Love after life. <laughs> I think that was it. It's Love you after gotta be love. so confused that it's you believe in life after love. Love after life is literally the definition of a soulmate. Like our souls are still married after we're dead. Hmm. Like I want to marry you. I'm dead, bitch. Well, again, <laughs> and I don't know what. I don't want to marry you again. I'm dead, bitch. Like, okay. I'm moving on. I got yeah. eternity. Now. Moving on into the ether. I got to play the field in the eternity. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what shares thoughts on. Uh, I don't know what her existential beliefs are. I don't know if she believes in an afterlife or anything like that. But she did mention that her mom had been hospitalized with pneumonia and had been sick uh, off and on. So her mom was basically in the same great shape as Bam Margera, uh -huh. except that her mom was 96 and uh, Bam, of course, much younger. Still, I, I, how beautiful. Cher had her mom in her 70s. So yeah, that's I, dynamite. That's great. I like I just hope I'm that fortunate because. I would be in a home right with my mom. I'm like, ma, here. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine Pound Cake's poor mom? Annoying her. Can't get away from him. She's like, man, you better not. I don't know. Watch me die first. She's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, no, obviously, she's not going to say thank God. She's but like, I finally get peace. Does Cher have, you would know this, does Cher have siblings? No, I don't know that. You don't know that. Okay. I think she might have had like a crackhead brother that died or something like that. I feel like. Why has he got to be a crackhead? Because I think he was addicted to drugs. I mean, you don't like Whitney Houston being referred to as a crackhead. Yeah, but since the Cher's guys, brother is fair game. But since you guys did it, so everyone's going to get it. If everyone, oh, they are. Oh, so so you're you've come to our side. It, it, I'm I'm all for equality. So if you call her, but well, we've been doing that for a while, and you have you've resisted. Well, you broke me down. <laughs> He's like, bah, 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 bah. okay. She's got a half sister. It looks like okay. Don't say anything about a. Crackhead brother. Okay. Nothing about that. A half-sister. Okay. Well, anyway, Georgia Holt. Uh, you want more from Jenna? Jenna, lift me. I always love a good Jenna. 58 voicemails so many. over the weekend on the After Hours line. It's time for Sweet Nothings with Jenna from Poland. I like the orange photo with the love letters in it to my co-worker. Because I like the love letters, because I like the ones about the hot dogs. This has been Sweet Nothings with Jenna from Poland. So somebody's uh, got a folder full of love letters to hot dogs. And I can't believe it's not me. You know how many <laughs> love letters I've written to hot dogs over the years? Oh, my God. Dear Vienna Beef bored with whatever we have to talk to her yeah. about i mean she's better than dick from dayton yeah yeah she's listening to what i'm saying yeah yeah uh but when she leaves those voicemails they are like i said they are all hours of the day or night and i think i got to ask her one time what her sleep schedule was and i think she sleeps until like 11 three in the morning to 11 in the morning something yeah she's got a wild uh schedule seems like a, a bit of a wild lonely life yeah maybe so which, you know, you certainly don't wish on anybody. 
but to come in on a Monday morning and see 58 voicemails. It's like, wow. And I'm just looking at the list because it's got the name attached, it's got the name, phone number, the way these populate in my email folder, and it's all, all, all the same name. It's not her name. It's the name of the person whose phone she uses. So I recognize that, obviously, have for a long time. I go, oh, there's Jenna. And I'll scroll down. There there it is. And they were on the gamut from a minute 30 to four seconds. (laughs) So there's no rhyme. That's what I love about it. There's no rhyme or reason. It's a nice grab bag. Yeah. And I don't even, in the very beginning of her doing this, I would meticulously go through them. And I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I wasting this time doing this? I can throw a dart at one of these. Grab a little something in there. And they're either going to be useless or they're going to be bananas. But I'm not going through these with a fine-tooth comb anymore looking for the hilarity. So, uh, you know, a couple people have asked me, what do you think the over-under is on the number of messages she'll leave you while you're on break? And I bet it'll be in the neighborhood of a 1,000. If I were to just let it sit and check it on January 3rd, our first live show back, and the day that we'll weigh pound cake again, our first day back, we're going to throw him back on the scale. I bet if I were to check that voicemail uh, file, there'd be upwards of a 1,000 voicemails. We're going to be gone the 15th through the 2nd of January. People think she's high. I don't know that she is. I don't know anything about her other than what she's... She's high uh, on life. High on life. Come that on. one was a different kind of... Almost like she was doing a character there. She was doing the, like, baby Whit- talk. Yeah. Whitney. Yeah. It was very Whitney-esque. Yeah. I mean, I prefer pour some boogers on me. I assume that was... A, <laughs> pour that some was boogers a, on me was great. Yeah, that was like an homage to the show. Pour some boogers on me. Mm-hmm. Buzzer. Cleveland. Hello, we're glad you're here. If you need assistance or just have a question, our associates will be glad to help you anytime. Call the Alan Cox Show. 216-578-1007 or 1-800-348-1007. want to send a text. Cavaliers play tonight. They're in Texas, San Antonio, to play the Spurs. That is an 8.30 tip-off tonight on WMMS and on the iHeartRadio app. 8 o'clock is when the pregame will begin. And then they'll head to Dallas to play the Mavericks on Wednesday night. I hope they don't get jammed up. Boy, if you have seen the map of what this country is supposed to look like weather-wise, I don't want to jinx it. But it looks like like this part of the country is the only thing that's not going to be underwater or under snow or being tossed around by tornadoes it's going to happen at some point here we're going to get dumped on but so far they're talking about these it's already happening now with bureau chiefs in these states that we have i'm sure can attest but they got you know tons of snow out in california in the mountains and they said it's just this big system that's moving eastward out of colorado but if you watch these maps, it's going to be blowing snow up through the upper Midwest. It's like the Dakotas, Wyoming, Colorado, right? 
And then farther south, it's going to be tornadoes and rain. So down in the south, like south central part of the country, they're looking at tornadoes, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, all the way to Springfield, Missouri, down to Houston, down to New Orleans. But as far as this week goes, if you're looking at like eastern Indiana, northern Ohio, western Pennsylvania, we're just kicking it. <laughs> so I, I, something's going to, you know, things can change all the time and something will eventually, you know, get to us here. I know the east side had some considerable snow. I live on the west side. I've seen a couple of flakes so far. I haven't seen, you know, we haven't gotten dumped on yet. Like Buffalo. Buffalo's probably still digging out. But if you look at the forecasts around the country for this week, Ohio's in okay shape for now. But I don't know what the Cavs are going to run into being in Texas. Maybe nothing. Uh, Maybe something. I don't know. Alan, you guys were talking about the butt plugs at the CVS. That <laughs> is not... People are telling me... They're called cashiers. <laughs> people are telling me that that's not that rare. They made a big... The clip I played for is they made a big deal about it over on Fox News. The one of their producers had walked into a CVS in Manhattan and found a butt plug. Uh, Mike says they sell them right at eye height uh, by the pharmacy at the Walmart in Mayfield. So there you go. See, that's what I'm talking about. If you're looking for them. Well, listen, I've... If we could have massagers... I mean, I've been in uh, a Walgreens pharmacy recently. Got my COVID booster and flu shot and all that stuff. And, you know, they don't get right to you. So you're walking around looking at stuff. I didn't see any butt plugs. Is it called, like, anal plug? Do they have, like... The one that they they were talking about Fox News is called Buzzy Butt. Buzzy Butt. Yeah. And then Tush Kush is the lube. Tush He's writing these down. Yeah, just, I just think it's funny that this stuff is going mainstream now. I'm like, come Great on, Dave's been with this the entire time. We used to have to go to like... Well, it's not just a gay thing. I understand that, but Yeah, usually- don't forget that lady that was traveling with the ashes of her dead boyfriend yeah, in her butt plug. That's right. This is a right. way to show love eternal. <laughs> I understand that, but I feel like gays would be the only one that wouldn't be like shamed into buying something like that at like a convenience store we've been i wouldn't feel shamed into buying it i wouldn't be like oh if i don't buy one of these i'm not support like no i'm not gonna they're gonna make fun of me yeah as open as i am i do find it a bit awkward buying condoms like it's not that i'm embarrassed but i'm just just putting that on there and that's the only thing you get like you don't get no gum you don't get anything else but just having like condoms yeah i never understood that I was never embarrassed. You're telling the cashier that you're getting laid. And if she's a cute cashier and you're not that cute, like I wasn't that cute, uh, she's like, ooh, uh, somebody's uh, taking a Someone, chance on yeah. yeah, somebody's letting this Better them get than on me. top of <laughs> I didn't, Again, I didn't say it was embarrassing. It's just like awkward. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Why didn't you pad your order? Huh? Why didn't you pad your order if you felt weird about it rather than just throw a box of condoms up there? I've never. You go get like a thing of Doritos or, you know. In my adult life, like maybe when I was 16, 17, I bought condoms when I had no reason to buy condoms. Like you just want to be naughty. I thought, I was like, is there an age limit on condoms? Like, do you, do you have to buy, you have to wait till you're 18 to buy them? So we just wanted to see if we could buy them and we bought them at a gas station. So it was like the cheap brand or whatever. But in my adult life, I've never had to because when I got to college, 
all my condoms were free. So everyone bought, I mean, they may be the cheap condoms, but I'm not worried about getting anybody pregnant. Yeah, listen, I've probably bought my last box after uh, however many years of purchasing them. You know, once I give off my, I mean, how many come in a box? Twelve? Oh. <laughs> how many brands come in a box? I was like, oh. No, how many come in a box? <laughs> I, I, I think all, all of them. He there's says. three here. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. There you go. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do something fun over the weekend. Maybe I'll buy some condoms. Yes. Go ahead. Oh. Get that Durex Gold Box. Are Those you coming Friday? Are you coming to my show Friday? I'm gonna try and make it. Yeah. Okay. Just let me know. I mean, I'll will take you care bring of him you. out? Yeah, I would bring him up on stage. Well, I'll, 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 I'll let you know. I'll see if I. Will can. you treat him like mm-hmm. Elon Musk at Chappelle's show? <laughs> hey everybody, please welcome Pound Cake. Boo! That's fine. And it's just his mom. <laughs> they like my body. No, she's not gonna come up to Cleveland. Are you nuts? Are you saying boo-er-boo-er-n? She was for me. I was saying boo-er-n's. You don't think that your mom would come to Bill Squires? Chris McQuanzica, you're out your mind. She's like, I'll of course save- she would. She said she'll be like, I'll save my Cleveland trip for the Corona cruise. Like that. That's literally unless she's getting something out of it. Well, I'm glad she didn't well, do that be this year. Saving it for a while. Yeah, she's gonna be <laughs> taking them back roads. I took her like downtown to the flats, and it was like the worst impression on like of Cleveland on her. When was this? Years ago. Oh, years and years. This, probably the last like, Corona cruise, right? Uh, no, because it, it wasn't. It was before they built up the flats. No, it, it, it was 2019, 2018, something oh. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I think I just took her to dinner, and we went to Coastal Taco when Coastal Taco was a thing. And it just so happened at that time, someone jumped in the lake or it jumped in the river, and my mom saw. She's like, "There's a man swimming," and I was like, "Okay, they they always do that." She's like, "But there's a boat coming." I was like, "Wait, what?" Was the man swimming in the river? Me? No. no. Did Bill fall out of a kayak or something? Yeah. <laughs> no. That guy's was- eye stopped working. <laughs> No, this dude was just like backstroking, like swimming, just kicking it. Stroking to the left <laughs> and stroking to the right. And then like one of the big rigs started coming in and you just hear. And mom was like, oh, my God, he's going to get runned over. <laughs> runned over. Oh, boy, your mom. So the whole restaurant just like stands up. Your mom passed her anxiety along to you, didn't she? she sure She's did. terrified of everything, which I still can't get my head around. There's such cognitive dissonance for me with respect to the fact that your mom does an incredibly complex and difficult job in being a nurse, but she's terrified by everything else in real life. It's control. It's control. What's it's control? control? Then take control of your life. I'm Use the highways. Go to the flats. No, what I'm, control? No, I'm saying she is probably control over me. Like, she's like, aren't you afraid? I'm like, no. She's like, no, you should I, be. I'll take you out of the equation. I mean, just her. She's a nurse. But you take her out of the hospital. She lives like five minutes from home. What like, does that have to do with anything if she gets scared that there's a guy swimming in the Cuyahoga River? He should be scared. Yeah, <laughs> Not no. your mom. She, and she was like, oh, my God. Like She was like clapping. She's like, oh, my God. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Actually, it's a great, in a way, that's a great way for her to be because it takes so little for her to be impressed that you could, because there's 0% offensive about the flats. So you could take her down there any time and she would just be like mind blown all the time. She's a cheap date. Very cheap. Yeah. The one time, oh, okay, I did. I guess I did invite my, okay, so sometimes she comes down when I'm taking her to dinner, and 
like she gets impressed with like the silverware that certain restaurants use or like the uh I love your mom. She's the, so the, cute. the jugs of water that they bring out. And she's like, oh, that's a fancy jug. I'm like, mom, it's literally a glass jug that has water in it. She's like, but I like it. She's like, I'm going to ask the waitress if I can have it. I'm like, mom, don't <laughs> ask if I can have it. <laughs> Not, hey, where did you guys buy yeah. these in bulk, I might add. Hey, oh, can I have that will, one? And she will. And she did. They let her to keep it. I was going to say, your mom's got the secret sauce. Because if you had the balls to ask, I bet they would let you keep it. Yep. She she let her keep nice that. old lady. She's like, can I keep that flask? <laughs> just find it funny that this woman Pitcher. had to go all the way to the back, and she was like, "There's some lady out front that wants the water jug." And it, Courtney, just give it to her. Give it to her. Just go. M- make sure she tips. Yeah, well, I just had an eight top. You got, get over there. Yeah, give the lady the pitcher. <laughs> Your mom's pretty smart. She's crazy like a fox. She gets in there and asks him. She did. She sure did ask. I was like, Mom, don't ask her. She's like, no, I'm about to ask. Then you're walking around the flats with a glass pitcher. I, yep, I was just, she gives everything to me. So it's like we just went shopping at Macy's <laughs> or like Sex in the City. You I guys look like you went shopping, but you're in the flats. Yep. Oh, boy. She's like, if you're nice enough, they'll just give it to you. You just ask. I'm like, no, if you're nice enough. Well, all they can say is no. You never... You never strike out if you ask. Come on, it's a nice little black lady. No one's going to tell her no. A nice mm-hmm. little black lady. Yeah, nobody ever tells black women no. <laughs> right. Yeah, they always uh, they're always doing reports about how they have 100% the easiest time. percent success rate. <laughs> well, your mom's very sweet. But I am constantly amazed by I guess her amazement at things. But didn't you do that when you were having dinner with Erica? Didn't she give you a hard time for being all wide-eyed with whatever the dinner was? You didn't know where your napkin was, or what was that story? It was years ago. I did. It was foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. <laughs> foie gras. <laughs> foie gras. Foie he can gras. say that because he's yeah. foie gras. Foie gras. There you go. Yeah, that was at Parker's, I think, and we were there right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. and we were there having a steak, and they were like, "Would you like the foie gras on your steak?" And I was like, "What's that?" And she's like. He'll get it. <laughs> I was like, wait, I want to know what I'm wearing. like, he'll get it. He'll get it. And then I tried it, and, I, and she was like, don't you? She was like, try it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. She was like, try it. It's a delicacy. I'm like, all right. I tried it. I was like, she's like, isn't it great? Isn't it amazing? I'm like, yeah, it's all right. She's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like she was mad. I was like, I don't need fancy food. Fancy food's nice, but if I can't pronounce it, I don't know if I want to eat it. And you just like a nice smooth steak. That's what he. That's what he's into. Rolls on down my throat. <laughs> he does like a smooth steak. You know, there's too many fissures in this steak. There's too many cracks. This looks like a cow. Smooth that, it out. Bring yeah, it back. Like a cow that really had a difficult time. How would you like your steak prepared, sir? Smooth. <laughs> Aaron from Chicago. Can I be a bureau chief? I just got dumped after a seven-year relationship, and I wanted to say thanks for being there for me during this time. I've been listening for over a decade. He's up there in River North, downtown Chicago. All right, Aaron, I'll, I'll mark you down. Sorry about your breakup, man. Yeah. That's a bummer. Right Seven years. Christmas, you oh. get a present. Oh, that's by design. Right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Definitely. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the calendar and our relationship, and I don't think it's Calendars, when, when a lease is up, like those are the things that if you're just in a Go relationship and not, and not completely, like you're not married yet, you guys that's move definitely too. like a huge 
factor and is like, oh, our lease is about to be up. I think we got to, what are we going to do? Yeah. What's better? Would you ra- would you rather have sex right before you've been broken up with or have sex right after you've been break- broken up with? Like a severance pop? Yeah. Like, I, I think it would be better. Like, you breaking up with me. I know you're breaking up with me. So, you know, you get what you need. I get what I need. At least I know, you know, my game in the bedroom was not the reason why. We broke up. The tough thing for me on a couple of occasions, because you move around so much in this uh, business, is having sex with someone for the last time because you're moving. So it's this weird mix of just like, you're not upset with each other, but you're breaking up because I'm moving. Because it makes sense, because the long distance thing is... Oh, I'm not doing eh. that. No, no, no. It wasn't even, it wasn't even on the table. You're going to get on with your life. I'm going to get on with mine. But you have sex one last time. And it's just, it's like you kind of, it's perfunctory. I don't know. But the severance pop is very, very underrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about the after. Because, listen, I'm going to get both. Well, <laughs> because sometimes they're like. i get the one before we break up and get the one after we break sometimes. up. Sometimes. Sometimes people are like, no, let's just, I, let's call it a day. I've but always I, had a severance, I feel like. Huh. I haven't yeah. always had that. The ones I think. The ones yeah. before you break up doesn't have the same vigor. Like you just feel like something's vigor. wrong. It is. You can feel like something's wrong. You're like That's a funny word. <laughs> it's just it's for real. You don't do it the same thing. You're like, okay, you're not arching your back right. Like you uh, mean you mean if you know you're gonna break up, or it just happens to be the last time you had sex before you got done. Happen- I feel like the person who knows they're gonna break up with you is oh, not well, gonna of course. perform the no, same way. Of course, right? But afterwards, they just want to get out. Yeah, but afterwards, and sometimes it, that's you, and sometimes it's them. Yeah, no, because there, there's been a couple times I'm like, oh, I don't want to have sex with this person because if, if it's really good, they're going to be like, you know, addicted. If it's really bad, then they're going to be like, well, there's no law. So I'm like, I'm just not going to. The last time we had sex was the last time we had sex. We're not having sex anymore because I'm about to break up with you. Huh. I'm afraid to do that because they'll be like, you just gave me all this good loving and now you're going to leave? Dead. Like, I don't know. I get afraid. Are you implying that someone will kill you because they aren't allowed to have <laughs> sex with you anymore? <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe. maybe. Yes, that's what you're saying. I'm worried that I'll be killed when I tell someone I'm not having sex with them anymore. Baby, I need your loving. Nope, nope, I'm sorry. I gotta spread it around. And then they'll go, Okay. No. There's billions of people in the world. I'm sure I'll find someone in my immediate vicinity. If only there were an app to help me do that. Now, what you don't want is just like, huh, okay, bye. <laughs> like that. I'm like, what you mean? Wait a minute. What do you mean, bye? Yes, bye. Huh, okay, bye. That's rude. Yeah, I was in my 20s before I got to break up with someone. But it's, I don't, it doesn't feel good to break up with someone. Well, it doesn't feel good to get dumped either. I think and that was get, 100% of my my uh, record up till then was getting dumped. I think I'd rather get dumped because I know I can take it. I don't know how the other person's going to react, and I don't like hurting people's feelings when it comes down to it. <laughs> and you have different concerns because despite the stereotype, guys don't seem to take breakups very well That's at all. I'm talking about. Always the guys who come out. I had to find her at work and kill her because she broke up with me after three months. And I date men with money. It's so all these guys talking about how, like, women are crying when a break. It's always the guys who are pissing and moaning over a breakup. Yeah, I got men with money and, and connections and big houses where people don't go in that much. Like, I'm like, oh. 
They could totally put me in like a backyard somewhere. And what no is one... this world he's living in? Bill? It's the pound cake world, and it's a it's a different existence than any other person has ever, ever. experienced. Yeah, it's it, it is an alternate plane mm-hmm. of existence that can simultaneously thrill you and repel you if you really put too much thought into it. I guess I've still never really been broken up with. I pretty lucky. much ended everything. Hmm. Sucks. But I feel like there's definitely some that were like going in a different direction because they didn't want to be the one that ended it. Like they were pulling back and like they're like... Just so they get broken up with? Yeah. They didn't want to be the bad guy. Oh. They don't want to be... Oh, so they make it so awful that you there's just... No he can stay. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Hey, listen. The Lord giveth, if you Lord. believe in that. The Lord giveth and the Lord take it away and uh boy it was only days after his honorary doctorate at the school of the art institute of chicago was rescinded that kanye west wins anti-semite of the year i don't know which organization gives these awards out there's a watchdog group you see more and more of these now that hating jewish people seems to be back in vogue a group called Stop Anti-Semitism has awarded Kanye West the dubious honor of Anti-Semite of the Year. I mean, given that there's so much competition in this country, by the way, it's pretty impressive. There's a lot. You're up against Bannon, Trump, Kyrie, uh, Peter Brimlow, throw him in for good measure, Marjorie Taylor Greene. He was up against a lot of people to win Anti-Semite of the Year. I'm curious if there's any kind of dinner or if there's an award ceremony with respect to this. I mean, probably not. Uh, He did say he was going to go death con three on Jewish people. So, again, ah, and he loves Hitler. I mean, when Alex Jones is trying to pull you back from the brink, we played that last week. He didn't Uh, say he loves Hitler. He said he just can't. Forget all of his accomplishments other than the Holocaust. He said, I like Jewish people, but I also like Hitler. So anyway, anti-Semite of the year. There's no shortage of competition for that. And I think everybody would have been blown away had Kanye not. I don't know what the voting process is. I don't know if you can nominate yourself. I don't know anything about it. But, uh, you know, life is balance. Uh, One day they're taking away your honorary doctorate. Uh, The next day they're bestowing this honor on you, too. So. Something to think about. For you aspiring anti-Semites uh, who might have never considered being in Kanye's company before, things can change. And now I must leave you as the Brady Bunch is on, and I find four of those children incredibly arousing. <laughs> Get out of here. Be careful of what you say. Be careful in every way. Be careful of what you do. Big brother is watching you. Be circumspect and discreet. Stay light on your mental feet. One slip and you know you're through. Big brother is watching you. Conform with all directives. Remember obedience pays. And when you watch that TV screen, remember it works both ways. You'll disappear in a wink 
Unless you can double think, you'll vanish into the blue. Big Brother is watching you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's Alan for Window Nation. So it's March. It's a critical time. You know, not quite winter. Not yet spring. But a great time to check the integrity of your windows under all kinds of inclement weather. If any of the windows in your home cracked, maybe they leak. Maybe they won't open or they won't stay open. Time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, they'll give you two for free. Want to redo your whole home with Window Nation windows? They'll throw in Cavs tickets for you, too. Even better, you pay them nothing for two years. Nothing down, no monthly, 0% interest. WindowNation.com, the best place to start, or call them. Give them my name, 866-90-NATION. Your WindowNation windows can be expertly installed in a day or less. They come with a lifetime warranty, and you can join the thousands of other homeowners, including Casa Cox, who've trusted WindowNation for their homes. WindowNation will give you two windows for every two you buy and no payments for 24 months. Do that whole house. Get those Cavs tickets in there as well. 866-90-NATION. A call. Say, Alan Cox told me all about it. Or go to windownation.com.